Welcome in everyone to episode 59 of the Battle Cats podcast. I'm your host Caleb, joined by my co-host Speedish Chief 2. How's it going, Caleb? We have so many awesome topics to cover today, uh, from mistaken identities to the August events, Obstagoon Community Day, uh, our GoFest Seattle recap, GBL Season 11, Unite with Buzzwall, a Pokemon that we also saw in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then our tea is actually related to one of those other topics that I just mentioned, but you have to listen, you have to stay tuned to figure out which topic we're going to argue a bit about. Yeah, we usually, I think most of you should have tea to start off things but we'd like to have our tea in the end so uh so we're, we're going we're going to hope that our audience likes that as well too um we we were supposed to have a guest on the podcast today but unfortunately uh, they were not feeling well so we hope they get better soon and will join us for a future episode so that's why our timing on this episode is a little delayed because we're scheduled to uh, chat with them today instead of our usual uh recording time but uh Regardless, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, it actually kind of works out because we have a lot to cover because a lot happened in the past week or so. Uh, so we can get right into it. But one of our loyal listeners mentioned to mentioned to me, and I completely forgot a few episodes uh, episodes ago when we were on our way to Ohio for North America International Championships. Uh, I think it was our first episode. I think we were talking about it, and I was talking to Speedy. I was like, over or under how many times like someone calls me Aaron. Um, Aaron Zhang, right? Uh, if you haven't figured that one out, just listen to some of our previous episodes. Um, but I was mistaken for Aaron Zhang, a very famous uh, uh, VGC main series game uh, caster and competitor, famous, way more famous than both of us combined. Um, but I was mistaken by uh, by a lot of people for Aaron in Milwaukee for the regionals. I was like, do you think it's going to happen again in Ohio? Because he's going to be this competitor. And I will say, uh, what you guessed what three times? Two? No, times? I said two. I said two, two times. Yeah. So it actually ended up being only once that someone called me Aaron. And I think there's a few parts related to this. We were pretty far backstage, so we weren't interacting with the crowd as much, and we were really close to the Pokemon Go area. At Milwaukee, the Pokemon Go area was back left of the room, like pretty far from us. We had to walk quite a bit of ways, but yeah. we ran into the trading card game people and the main series game people way more often. So that might be part of it. Cause I just like, cause I didn't interact with a lot of people from, uh, you know, sword and shield and stuff at Milwaukee. At Ohio though. Uh, the funny part is I'm walking. I think, I, I think I might've been with you speedy. We're walking out of the hall, um, on one of the days and suddenly someone's like, yo, is that Aaron? And I was like, I'd look around and it actually was, it was actually Aaron Zang that did it. Because so, we told him the story, right, when we were in Milwaukee. So he just joked and stuff, and it was just funny. So so all things considered, it was a total of one time, arguably zero times, if you can, if you don't count Aaron Zang trolling us. <laughs> so there's that. But speaking of doppelgangers or mistaking people that may or may not look alike, something happened to you as well, Speedy, this past weekend, right, at GoFest Seattle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting because for us, you know, we've seen the other creators, you know, we've met before, whether it was in-person Sylph, you know, back in 2018, 2019, or whether it's, you know, recent events for Play Pokemon. But some people, you know, maybe they watch a lot of streamers, they kind of get their wires crossed from time to time. And I was actually mistaken for Rise to Occasion, just briefly. I mean, do you see a similarity there? What do you think? 
I mean, I don't even know it was that brief. This man was, this man at Kofes was, was like, you sure you're not Rise? I was like, <laughs> like he was, he was stuck on you for a while. I, I don't know if he ever even guessed your name correctly until we gave him hints or just told him. Um, well, he, he actually said, he said, you're definitely not speediest. You might be Rise. <laughs> and I was, better. I was trying not to smile. Right. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, he was thinking about that for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually shocked he even knew who I was. He just called me King or something at that point. You know, to be fair, he actually didn't actually guess my name. He came up to me instead of trying to guess my name. He said, "What's say say your name?" And I was like, "Caleb Pang." And he's like, "That's I I thought that was you." So there's a chance maybe he didn't know my name either. But once I gave it away, he uh, you know, but it was it was funny. It was I mean definitely a fan. Uh, maybe c- tunes in more to the audio of streams and YouTube videos than the actual visual. But um. No, I sure, well, you you don't look anything like Rise. I mean, I don't think I look like Aaron Zane, but I think I look more like Aaron Zane than you look like Rise to occasion. That that will put well, it that way. Well, here's a life hack, right? If you ever meet someone and you're not exactly sure who they are, uh, once you mention your name, it's kind of instinctual for them to say the same. So if mm-hmm. I walked up to you, Caleb, and I was like, "Hi, my name is Speediest Chief, aka Will. Nice to meet you," and I like tilt my head a little bit, mm-hmm. you're so much more inclined to like shake my hand and say, "Oh yeah, I'm Caleb," you know. Wait, say it again as opposed to – wait, what's the alternative scenario to that? So, so the alternative is like you just shake their hand and say, oh, it's so good to meet you. Or like I, I know you, but I don't recognize – like I can't quite place your, your face. Oh, yeah. You, you say your name. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. I work. got you. Um, I would do that sometimes too when people would like introduce me and they were like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. Right? Like they're clearly want to take a picture of me. They know who I am. I'll still be like – I was like, hey, it's nice to meet you. I'm Caleb, right? Even though they know I'm Caleb, right? Um, yes. Because for the ones I want to take pictures with me, they probably do. Uh, but that happened quite a bit at GoFest. We could just jump straight into the GoFest segment, actually. I know we have that a few bullet points down, but I think since we're on the topic. Um, that was my first in-person GoFest since 2019 Chicago, and yours as well, right? Yeah, I'm the same way. Man, Chicago was awesome. I remember I crashed on a buddy's couch in his hotel, and it was mm-hmm. just such an awesome experience. <laughs> Yeah, 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 Linden's. Um, and uh, we shared an Airbnb too, and uh, it was we weren't on couch. Well, I was technically on a pullout couch, but it was it was a little it was pretty packed <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I was in bunk bed. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, GoFest was it was it was surreal. It was really nice. Um, and you know the two of us as well as um Softhof, though Tactical and HM London were invited to mm. kind of be you know coaches for their battle arena uh, battleground arena and this is a place where you do up to three battles and if you win all three battles you win some pretty sweet rewards like two elite charge tms and star pieces and all that stuff and mm. you just do best of ones gbl style on uh, great league on the field and uh, we were helping out people on for those that may be less familiar with pp on like what to bring and stuff like that so uh, the two of us and um, the other coaches are quite lucky to be there throughout the days working different shifts and helping people out. But yeah, what was your experience like? It was really good. So uh, when when we do the PvP arena, there's always like a uh, kind of a difference in terms of knowledge. And when people approach you, sometimes they know about typing. Sometimes they know about the turn count. Sometimes they have like a really solid team. And sometimes they just want to play with Crawdon. You know, they just want to play something fun. So it's always an interesting experience. And and the first part of that is always asking a lot of questions. I know you experienced this uh, as well, but 
there's there's such a lack of information that the game actually gives to the players that a lot of trainers have had to figure it out. You know, maybe they watch Caleb Payne YouTube videos and like, okay, this is what he means by three turn snarl and like three turn air slash. And this is what switch advantage is, etc. So for me, it was like a unique experience every time. But a couple of times there were some people that came up and they said, you know, I want to play this team, but I'm struggling with this. And they talk about, you know, some of the phrases I just mentioned. And there's one kid in particular I looked at after we were talking for a few minutes and I asked him, I said, have you gotten legend before? And he said, yeah, you know, before the interlude season, that was my first time getting legend, I guess, you know, season 10, season nine. Uh And uh, that was really cool to see as well, because you've got such a wide array and it was cool because content creators were coming up to battle as well. So it was like a mix of content creators versus just regular players. So it was really, I don't know, there was a cool, a cool vibe and there was a line the whole time. I mean, there were some students that asked more questions than others, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. There definitely were, and you know, it was a very wide array of players. There are some that honestly look like they played the game like they started the game like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. But it was really cool to see them at GoFest, right? Because they're already diving deep and trying to catch things and do other stuff. But you know, a lot of them were low on resources. Their highest Pokemon might have been like a thousand two hundred CP or something, right? Might have been like a Tauros or something like that. Um, yeah. So sometimes it was definitely tough to help them build the teams that they wanted, um, but hopefully their experience was still positive in the sense that they're like, whoa, like there's a cool battle aspect to this. Maybe I do want to catch more stuff to power up, right? I think whenever I start a new game, that's usually that's usually a good sign, right? When I get beat really badly, because then I'm like, oh, I see, like the bar is way higher than I imagined, right? And so. I got to play and work harder to get there. Some people might get discouraged by that. And, you know, everyone's a little different. But for me, that's kind of how I operate in that regard. Um, a lot of times I'm just like, this is tough. So I definitely recommend a few people. I was like, you have an Umbreon? Okay, pretty good. Uh, it's okay if it doesn't have Last Resort. You know, we have Dark Pulse or Foul Play. It's okay. Um, you have a Weekly Tough? Okay, not too bad. What about Gramble? Okay, let's let's run. Yeah, make sure those two have charm, and let's just see what we can do. Because because the problem is, if they don't have Reggie Steel, they don't have Walrein, they don't have Trevenant. Like you can only do so much. They can't make an XL Azu, right? Like you can still get a little lucky running double charm. And because I definitely saw a lot of people run, you know, fighters or Sableyes and stuff like that. And you know, even if you're like a twelve hundred CP Gramble, you can still beat a <laughs> you can still beat a Sableye. So, um. Dude, that's such a good point. You, you know, you're actually not the only coach who recommended Double Charm. Yeah, I mean, you know, desperate times, you know. So <laughs> it's not my personal strategy, but it works. Um, but it was it's some of my favorite people to coach. Uh, not to say, like, you know, others were, like, on an unpleasant experience. But these were, like, the, the easier to work with because they had the resources. They just didn't have, like, the strategy lined up. I was like, sure. oh, you had these Pokemon? Yeah, bring this in, right? Maybe bring in the Snorlax to draw any fighters you leave with your deoxys defense and then uh finish off with the wall ring right something like that um you know good against ghosts and trevenant in the back as well and all that stuff and you know i'll give them these strategies like if you run to this you should probably do this if you don't you know it's, it's kind of like how i make my youtube videos <laughs> actually like you know if you run to this you swap out or you stay in stuff like that and because a lot of times they'll you could do this multiple times if you don't win the three times so they'll they won't do so well, and they'll come to us like, hey, like, can you coach me? And this didn't go so well my first time. I'm like, yeah, let's try this. 
And then the best feeling is when they came back to the table after we'd be like, oh my gosh, like I actually won two or I won all three because of their strategies. Like it was so, so happy. Like, can I take a photo? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, just be sure to, you know, throw up on Twitter and tag Pokemon Go and everything. <laughs> but so they know. Anyway, I don't think that actually ended up happening, but it's, it's all good. But that was, that was definitely a fun time to see people, you know, kind of like they put in the effort and they actually try to figure out the strategy and for it to pay off. Right. That's always a good feeling. I think, um, Anytime, really, on, uh, yeah, GoFest or anywhere, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And a lot of times it was kind of like uh, kind of a hearsay situation, right? There was one girl who uh, was trying to build a team and she said, well, well, my brother says this or like my friend says I should make this and that kind of thing. And it's kind of cool to walk them through the thought process and then help them figure out exactly why that team works and explain different things. For example, in Pokemon Go, you don't just need to worry about typing coverage. You also have to worry about like fast attack coverage. You can't be too weak to something like Charm, Counter, Razor Leaf, that kind of stuff. But you also want to have coverage for most of the meta typings. You know, maybe Sans Electric because Electric is not too popular in the meta. So explaining these things at a base level was really fun. And then seeing that light come on. I mean, Caleb, you're like a coach, you know, primarily this is what you do, right? You're, you're the guy. So you probably experienced this a lot. Seeing that light come on is super rewarding. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think I think it's much easier, too, in the battleground because so, like, it's so short, right? And the best of ones and a lot can happen. And, you know, you can see the rewards right away. I think it's a little bit harder when you're coaching someone throughout the course of a GBL season because, you know, there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of nuance and stuff. Um, but, you know, especially if someone's less experienced in PvP, it's almost even easier for them to see the instant return on, you know, like learning and instant return on the uh, investment they made in trying to, you know, power up certain Pokemon too, right? Like if you power up your <laughs> your one thousand char CP Charizard to a thousand five hundred, like that's your instant goes a huge difference. Um, but yes, mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think it, it applies in so many aspects of coaching. Um, but yeah, overall, GoFest, a lot of fun. Seeing people, hang out with people. You know, big shout out to anyone that came up to us and chatted with us too and took some photos. Uh, it was really great to see uh, because. Uh, I think I speak for both of us here. Like both of us weren't really super relevant in 2019 when we had this. I made like a few YouTube videos, so some people knew me. But the vast majority of the time, if I walk around GoFest, no one stopped by, stopped me, and was like, "Hey, you're you're Caleb Pang or whatever." Blah, blah blah. Like I think the only person I didn't realize was when I was in the battle arena back in 2019. I fought against Toshi. I didn't know who Toshi was either. But Toshi <laughs> was like, "Oh man, you're Caleb, huh?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "It's like, oh man, I'm gonna lose here," and. uh he, he was right. He did lose against me, but I just you know just want to throw out that fact. But anyway, you know, and I met some people at the at the Silver Worlds in Chicago. Um, yeah, you know, and everyone there is battle, so more people are going to know me there. Um, but even then, like my name wasn't as big, um, and it's not like super big now. But you know, like people wouldn't just recognize me. But I think same thing could be said for you too, right? And it's kind of interesting to be on the other side of things now. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think back in 2019, I was helping to host the tournament and I was known as or the Orlando Mega Tournament. And I was known as a up and coming YouTuber who was maybe getting more out there, getting more involved. I still didn't have a face cam and some people recognize me. And I, I will always tell this story the same way, Caleb. It doesn't matter how many times we talk about it. I'll always say that as soon as you walked in and I saw you, you had this look on your face like you were there to win. It was, it was a similar look. No, honestly, it was a similar look to what you had. Actually, this isn't on our agenda, but it's a similar to look, look to what you had at the Go Stadium tournament on oh, Saturday. Did I have that look? Uh, cause a little I, bit. I didn't, didn't feel... Uh, 
so there's always a part of me, no matter where I am in life, whether, you know, I'm like casting stuff or like shout casting other people's stuff or like organizing stuff or, or if I'm actually competing, right? There's always a part of me that like, I think I have like that inner Ash Ketchum drive a little bit. Like I still want to be the best. I still want to be the champ. Like, like sure. there's, there's part of me, like, like I think our casting opportunities amazing. Right. But part of me also sometimes looks at like when we're casting, I'm like, man, I want to be on that stage with the trophy. You know, I want to be the one making these incredible plays and everyone's talking about it. Right. Um, but of course, like, you know, I'm, I'm never, I never give up the opportunity to cast over that, which is why I chose not to compete in uh, regionals or internationals this year. Cause besides the, yeah. the there was two, I just couldn't make uh, because of my own scheduling things and all the other ones I end up being cast, I end up casting for. Um, sure. But yeah, for context for everyone, there was a big tournament. I think it was it was capped. It was like 96 players registered. There was like a wait list of 40, 50 people um, hosted by Go yeah. Stadium. Uh, great organization that does a lot of stuff for Pogo. Um, and uh, especially for PvP. And they were hosting um, a tournament called Return to Cascadia. Cascadia was, I believe, one of the first biggest tournaments in North America, especially in the United States, actually, I should say. Because uh, mm -hmm. Mexico might have some big ones too, but it was in Sylph season one. They hosted the first, I think, seven round tournament, um, yeah, for Sylph, which was like over like a hundred something people in Seattle, I believe, or maybe it was over seventy something people. And it was actually my teammate and friend Twastel uh, that won mm -hmm. that tournament. He won like a Nintendo Switch, and it was it was like the third month of Sylph ever. I was like, whoa, what? Right? And I think like Valor Ash traveled all the way to Seattle from Texas, and a bunch of people mm -hmm. in the Pacific Northwest went there. And I just remember I was talking to my friend Palmer. I was like, dude, like someone just won a Switch playing Pokemon Go. That's crazy, right? Like I was like, this is, this is like becoming an eSport, right? There's actually prizes and stuff, right? At our local tournaments, we didn't really win anything. We just got like a pin or something at best, right? Which is not nothing yeah. wrong with that because it's all volunteer base. But I was like, wow, someone's sponsoring a Switch. And so that was the – I think that was the biggest and first biggest tournament ever hosted in North America slash United States. And so mm -hmm. they're doing a return to Cascade. I believe Cascade was also involved in the Portland uh, Mega Tournament back in 2019 as well, or 20, 2020, right before the pandemic in February. So yeah. they returned to Cascade. So back to the Pacific Northwest hosting big tournaments, and it was streamed and everything like that. And did you compete in it or no? No, I actually wasn't there. So oh, this okay. is you know this is all news to me. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So we show up to the venue. Um, uh, I was you know working or at the. Uh, go fest event until like around seven and the event started at eight so and it was like about 20 or so minutes away and i was like dude i don't i don't want to like get dinner and be late and not make the tournament so we just went straight there and there's a ton of people in this venue it's a really cool card shop and a bunch of tables and thing and i was sitting there i was like you know what here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna bring a basket on right i made my team like literally that day or the day before um, I'm going to bring a Bassy on my team, and I'm going to use it in some of my battles and show to people that you could definitely use Bassy on to a high skill level, especially in show six. Using it in blind threes and on GBL is a different story, and I completely get why some people are like, oh, that's just rock, paper, scissors, RPS. You know, you're just relying on luck and alignment, which they're not wrong. A lot of times, a lot of teams are like that. I personally try to pride myself on not making teams like that with Bastion. Like, I'll pair up with Mew or Pelper, stuff that use charge move pressure instead of fast move pressure. But if you're pairing mm -hmm. up with Shadow Victory Bell and, like, Charm Nine Tails and all that stuff, like, it can be a different story. <laughs> but um, but in show six, it's much tougher because you're running into Reggie Seals, Galarian Stumpfizz, 
all the fighters, all the grounds, the like Nidal Queen, the Swampers, a bunch of waters, yeah. like everything, right? It's it's a tough, tough environment to bring Bastion into because it loses to so many of the top meta picks, despite it beating like all the non-meta picks. But I said, you know what? I'm a man of my word. I'm going to do it, right? I said it's a high-skill Pokemon if you know how to use it. And, you know, we gotta, we got to see what we can do here. So I register it, and I'm like, I'm also running a Bastion against some of the top players in the world. Like, you had Rise there. You had Doombug. You had Throw Tactical. You had, like, everyone. Like, a bunch of people that already qualified for Worlds there, right? Kaiser was there. And um, I'm forgetting a bunch of other people. Bird Power, like, everyone. So, anyway. Yeah. So, I go. I'm like, I need to go eat. So if I go 0-2, right, double elimination, I go 0-2, whatever. I'll just get food sooner. I go hang out with some of my friends. Um, I think, like, HM London, like, hey, we're at this arcade place if you want to go and join, like, afterwards. I was like, hey, I'm down, I'm down. Let's just, let, me just, let me just get myself eliminated from this tournament. But, again, like, always in the back of my head, I'm like, what if I win, though? What if I actually could do this? <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you how unprepared I was on this. Because I don't know if you heard about this or not. But I'm the first matchup on stream. Um, I'm like, all right, okay, let's let's go, let's see what happens. Um, and I I load in, and my team was uh, Bastion, Glaring Stunfist, Alone Nine Tails, Trepnant, Sableye, and Shadow Swamper. Okay. And I've never made, I've never played Shadow Swamper in Great League before because I never made one. <laughs> I have one for Ultra League, but I just never used one. But I was, you know, because we've been casting so many streams in so many tournaments, I'm like, Shadow Swamper kind of looks good. Not gonna lie, right? I think I Alan ran yeah. it. Alan uh, ran the sh the one that the 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 senior player that won Road to Worlds right on your stream from Japan. Yeah, and I was like, mm -hmm. Shadow looks kind of good, and I remember he also ran it with Sludge Wave. I was like, that's kind of clever. Maybe I'll run a Sludge Wave too because Hydrocans are enough to take out Shadow Hydrocans are enough to take out Reggie Seals. Sure. So I build my Shadow Swamper. I was like, make sure it has Sludge Wave, Hydrocan, everything is all good, and I powered up. I never practiced with it or anything like that because I, I never <laughs> use it. Game one, yeah. in the lead, I run Shadow Swamper into a meta jam. And the moment the game starts, I start, I start sweating. I'm like, wait, I'm throwing water guns here. <laughs> What's going on? Because <laughs> the thing is, I was so focused on that second charge move, I didn't even think about the mud shot, right? Because it's, oh, I'm, yeah. it's, I mean, you know, it's what it is. I was like, oh, shoot. I win the game pretty decisively i think i had three pokemon left in the shield left something something wild like that or two pokemon left in the shield left like pretty decisively no matter what um i double ghost into two fighters right and and i tell my opponent right away i was like hey uh yeah that was unintentional i actually wanted to have much like, can i talk to judges real quick and like yeah yeah sure so i talked to him i'm like uh look there's, I, I, I actually registered because you had to register your movesets ahead of time. You had to write out a sheet of paper. I wrote Mudshot. I was like, I registered yeah. Mudshot so you could double check, right? Uh, I'm not like, I wasn't trying to like mess with people. And typically speaking, Wargun's a bad move anyway to run a sword. Like, that's what you see into someone like day one of GBL. And like you can see, they don't have as lot of experience you want. It's like Watergun Wish Cash and Watergun Swampers, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, so that's, that was me. And I was, I was looking at the stream chat later and people were like, whoa, like, is this some new like tech or strategy from Caleb? Like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. It was like definitely not intentional. So I told him, I was like, hey, like, I'll take the loss for that one if, if I can, just so I can use much up for the rest of it. Or, like, I'll do whatever. Like, I prefer to use Munchoff for the rest of the tournament. Like, it was my mistake. I understand. I'll take any <laughs> penalty, right? If I get disqualified, yeah. whatever. And what the production team told me was um, they decided that 
they'll count the first win, right? I think partially because it wouldn't have actually even made a difference. I, w- I probably would have won even more decisively than Mudshot. But either way, they decided to count the first win. But my penalty is I have to use Water Gun Swamper for the entire rest of that set. And then I have the option to change it to Mudshot after, right? So, okay. that's, so in a way, I was penalized because I'm using the less, you know, ideal Water Gun um, moveset on the Swamper instead of the Mudshot. Because, like, I was like, I'd honestly rather take the loss for that one because I feel like I'm more likely to lose the next two running Water Gun than winning one more with Water Gun. Sure. But I was like, you know what? It, it's my fault, so I take whatever punishment. So I had to run Water Gun for the rest of that set. And the funny part is, the next game, it was a Town Flame lead into my Water Gun Swamper. Shadow no! Sovereign. <laughs> Five head. <laughs> yeah, someone said that in chat. It actually ended up working better, which is like not my plan. I feel bad about it too, but I was forced to use it, right? So I had to use it. And and because my because of the team I ran into, like I needed to bring Swamper. I could just not I could not bring Swamper, right? Um but anyway, it was it was tough. It was it was a sh- shadow swamper into um into their Sapewai and um and a Metacham. And I have a Sapewai and Trevenant in the back. And there's no way they stay in, so I always have switch advantage there, right? Um, yeah, of course. So anyway, I win that one, and a little controversial, but it's okay. They, I mean, if you want to cancel me over this, and go cancel me, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I have to use much up for the rest of it. And for the rest of the tournament, uh, I eventually got eliminated sometime in the winners bracket, maybe like on round three. So I got knocked down to a loose bracket pretty soon. And I was like, all right, I just want to lose one more, and that's that's like, it. okay. Oh, time I, to go eat. Yeah, time to go eat, right? And then. It didn't happen. I just kept winning. I was like, oh. I was like, all right. It's getting kind of late. I'm getting really hungry. Um, and shout out to Jarrah Honda, too. Um, oh, Ghost Stadium CEO uh, brought me some food because some of the production crew, they were eight, so they had like leftovers. He's like, hey, have you eaten yet? I was like, I was like no. <laughs> like, all my, all my friends already left because a lot of my friends all got eliminated or they didn't compete. They left to go eat and they came back and I was still there. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they went and like hung out at the bars and came back. And he's like, Yeah, we have some leftover food if you can have some, if you want some. I was like, Sure, dude, I'll, I'll take anything. I appreciate it. So, um, so Jared Honda really hooked me up there, which is nice because I was about like, I just wasn't even thinking straight. I was like, Dude, I just, man, I'm not even trying to win. I'm just trying to do my thing, you know? <laughs> um, and I ended up going on stream again about Neil Armstrong, which is really, uh, really tight matchup, but we ended up. Uh, winning it in game three and then i remember specifically i think after i faced neil armstrong on stream i didn't lose a single game <laughs> like i went two and oh in like the semifinals of losers i went two and oh in the losers finals um i believe kaiser i, sh- I should have played Luke kaiser in the losers finals but it was really late it was almost like 4 a.m his time because he's from the east coast so it was like you know so jet lag and stuff like it was feeling it right but it was 1 a.m it's still pretty late too for a tournament um but there's just so many people so he just left and conceded so then i went through the losers bracket and then i went to the grand finals and grand finals is best of three but because i'm coming from the losers bracket i have to reset the bracket and i just go straight four no from there and <laughs> take it and Dude, that's so nuts yeah yeah i and i was talking to one of my friends Adib, about this too i think when i do remote tournaments i don't usually focus well i'm just chilling on the couch watching youtube sometimes in the background my cats are like you know like bumping their head into my arm and stuff like that <laughs> and like all this random stuff well when i'm when i'm in person like i'm on like one bar of data battling <laughs> on stream i'm like super dialed in it's it, i look back mm-hmm. on some of my games and i'm like what was i doing like this is crazy like i was like i'm engaged 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and let's uh, and I, I I will say I use Bastion quite a bit too. Not on stream as much, but a lot of my battles I record all of them, so I'll create a YouTube video later. But I did use Bastion and uh, it, I, I, I did run a Charm Ninetales, but I never ran a Charm Ninetales and Bastion line. Like, cause that's just, that's just so bad against Red Seals and Chiefus. But, True. um, uh, maybe if I did ever, it was against a team that didn't have any steals, um, and any fighters. There was one, one player that didn't have any fighters and any seals. And that's when Bastion just went like nuts. <laughs> like their best oh, Bastion course. check was the Deoxys offense, which is like not great. Um, but when I face him, he's like, oh, no, not the Bastion, right? Because no one brings Bastion, <laughs> so why would you prepare for one? Um, yeah, but it was exactly. still a close game there, too. Um, but, yeah. And then I remember, um, so I went 2-0 to reset the bracket in Grand Finals. I am up 1-0 in the in the second and the reset bracket. And I just need to win one more to win it. And I remember thinking, I was like, you know what? I got to bring Bastion for the final game. Right? This might be the final game of the tournament. I might as well bring the Bastion. And that thing came in clutch because uh, my opponent, Leo Geo, had a Shadow Venusaur. And those Shadow Friends plans hurt a lot, like my G-Fist quite yeah. a bit. But, you know, Bastion's a tank, man. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a win that, which was great. So it was, uh, part of me, it was, it was very validating because people were like, oh, like, you're probably just washed up, right? You're that Lugia guy from 2019. Like, you, you don't still got it, right? <laughs> Still got it, baby. I don't know what to say, <laughs> but um, there you uh, go. Yeah, uh, remember that meme of Stark made of me where it was like um, it was uh the Doge, I think, right? When when I used Stark's team versus me any other week. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, so um, I made a new meme and uh, I just texted it to you, but it's uh when I'm using Bastion versus when everyone else is use, using Bastion. <laughs> You'll see it. Oh, our, nice. Our I love I'll, it. I'll post yeah, it in the yeah. chat. So, um, okay. <laughs> nice. you know, it's uh, it takes a special talent. <laughs> Dude, so uh, so I wanted to to amend something earlier. You asked me if I was at this tournament. Uh, I wasn't at the first Cascadia, the one that was hosted way back, but I was mm -hmm. at this one, but only for two rounds. I was kind of a spectator floating around, hanging out. Mm -hmm. Um so your double steel line, your your G Fisk and your Bastidon in the same mm -hmm. team, was that inspired at all by Jason twenty eight ninety at NAIC, or was this like something that you just put together? Yeah, yeah, it, it really was to a degree. I I don't I probably I might have been able to come up with it myself too, but it was a really smart idea by Jason because your you have one Pokemon, you have one steel type that hard loses to Registeel, and if your best matchup after that isn't is your own Registeel. That I knew I had to bring two seals. I knew there was no way I couldn't because if I only bring one seal, that means I have to always rely on Bastion for my steel type, and that's not usually reliable, right? Mm. Um, because of how weak it is in so many situations. But that's why I want to bring another seal that's really good, which Galen of Sumpus is amazing. And um, at the same time, it also can beat Registeel. Um, so that way, Registeel users don't feel super safe bringing it, right? Because if their best steel check to your steel is a mirror matchup that's not a bad spot to be in right if you hard win mm. the other one so um so it's jason was definitely onto something and you know part of maybe even though i didn't play and didn't practice with this team or do anything like that i think like casting all these tournaments also like put me in a mindset where i understood the meta fairly well um yeah. to the point where 
even though I had no practice going into this, I could still, you know, pull something off like this. I will say the meta was a little different too because um, I ran to at least two or three buzz walls, and that thing is kind of <laughs> kind of nasty. Uh, Neil definitely knocked me out uh, in one of the matchups pretty quickly with a buzz wall because it, it is its lunges take out half a Trevenant's health, you know, even though Dude, you're doing unreal. resisted, yeah, you're doing resisted counters, but it was. Um, yeah, that thing is that thing is wild. Um, I mean, obviously, if you run to Townflame, you're kind of uh, shot out of luck. But you know, I wasn't running Townflame. A lot of people don't run Townflame, so it's actually it's quite nice of a Pokemon. Um, of course, you know, not everyone has it, so hopefully, there's a way that everyone can get it through research. Obviously, it'll come in raids, but I hope they bring it because I remember um, what was it? Uh, what's that? What's that? Um, the Genesect. Genesec was out for special research for a while, and I remember my friend Paul myself bought the ticket. He's like, oh, this might be the only time to get a Great League Genesec. And I know it's coming back into the game soon, but I'm always like, mm -hmm. dude, Genesec is never relevant. Everyone keeps telling me, yeah. like, oh, it's going to have this water drive or the electric drive or ice drive or whatever, a fire drive. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, sure, but, like, or is it really going to be good? And I always get roasted on Twitter and be like, yeah, you don't know. Like, it could win, like, Townflame and, like, Zero Shields or whatever with the water drive. In. I was like, all right. In Ultra League, <laughs> when's the last time you saw Genesect in PvP? I've never seen one. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's. I'm like, I, it's. Not, it can't be that good. But anyway, I'm on a different tangent. <laughs> no, it's okay. I feel like I feel like the bug steals. I think there are two better options right now, especially in Great League. Yeah. You have Escabalier and Scizor, right? And you like, also have Fortress, which is not bad in some Silph Cups too. Like given Silph Cups, true. you don't run Genesect. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. I think it comes down to that lack of bulk that a lot of these uh, mythical Pokemon do have, mm -hmm. which makes it really tricky to use them. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're in Mean Girls, right? Like, stop trying to make Fetch happen. Like, stop trying to make Genesect happen. It's not going to work. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I'll be the first one to admit I'm in the wrong here if uh, if Genesect is actually as good as people say, but it just doesn't seem like it. Um, but that being said, uh, anyway. They did bring another research for free for everyone uh, with Genesect as a reward. So uh, even after mm. the special ticket event. So hopefully they do that for everyone else. Because to have a great league Genesect is, or a Buzzwell is definitely really solid to have. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Buzzwell well, is pretty solid. Yeah, and I'll just say this. If someone goes t like, you know, 10 and 0, 15 and 0, 25 and 0 in GBL with a Genesect, then Caleb or I will 100% cast your battles and put them on YouTube. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll stipulation. You've got to be, you got to be at least veteran rank or higher. You got to be at least 2,500 or higher in ELO. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It'll get easier as the season goes on, right? But it's just like my Lugia Zangus challenge. Like you can't be doing it at the end of season where you dropped your only low down to three hundred, right? And you're just like tanking because then you're gonna <laughs> run to the weirdest stuff. Um, yeah. Just trying to farm yeah. some wins. Which, right? Yeah. Which Genesect like either in Great League, yo, any league. You could make a if you're gonna make it work in Master League or Ultra League, go for it. <laughs> you know, um, ten and zero. Yeah, that'd be. That'd be yeah. Wild. I'd love to see that. And, and I know we're we're probably going to move on in a second, but I just want to touch on one of the points you made as well. Like, uh, you know, being, quote unquote, the Lugia guy from back in the day or whatever, um, I think competitively we definitely feel that uh, fatigue, right, when we don't have another win come up recently, especially because we've been doing so much casting. We kind of missed out on the first competitive season for uh, you play Pokemon. No, so I almost went to compete at Milwaukee, but ended up not going ultimately. And um, <clears throat> I felt like playing in, in some of the tournaments and also casting some of them, getting both sides of the experience is important. But 
I don't know, like there was worlds, you know, in 2020 and, and that was, you know, definitely a high point in my life. That was just absolutely unreal. And I know I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful for all of that. Uh, but I do feel like from time to time, from a competitive perspective, you always ask yourself what's next, right? Am I going to do this next big thing? I mean, getting legend is one thing because we do that on our own. There's not a whole lot of time constraints, but when you're battling on one bar of LTE and a sweaty card shop with a hundred other people and, <laughs> you know, you're trying to make it happen. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so different, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I need my next competitive win. So hopefully, in the next few months, that'll come. All right. Okay. I li- I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah, and, and I will say this too. Like, I, I there's definitely some luck probably in me winning and all that. And I don't usually win like those big, you know, mega tournaments by any means. Um, I think I've only won one mega tournament. It's a remote one. Um, but um, it does feel nice. It feels a little validated. You know? It's like, all right, there's a lot of, especially because if you look at a lot of the competition stuff, you got like almost like kids and like 15 year olds, 16 year olds dominating competition. I'm like, dude, I'm getting, am I getting too old for this game? Like, what's going on? Am I not thinking, reacting as fast? But, dude, yeah. funny moment. Uh, Arrow actually battled against Bird Power. And, oh, okay. uh, and when he stood up from that table, like uh, Bird Power was, you know, uh, continuing to work on her phone. But he stood up, turned around, and I was, you know, watching over his shoulder. He looked at me, and he he kind of stepped forward, leaned in. He was like, "Man, Bird Power is the real deal." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I think we question that a lot, and and our guests will actually agree uh, once we have them on. I think uh, I think they've said before that Pokemon Go is a young players game. I don't know if our listeners agree or not. I'd love to hear from them too. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, it's definitely one where uh, honestly, the biggest disadvantage I feel like for younger players is resources and grinding and stuff. You know, yeah, you may not have the allowance or you know whatever to do all these raids, to do all these events, to spend and get all the starters and stuff. But at the same time, like you just need a team of six. If you invest enough resources just to a strong team of six or show six or a team of three, right for GPL. You did pretty well, you know. Um, mm. But you know, it, it, like especially when you're younger, like obviously adults have jobs and stuff. But outside of work, like you have a lot of your own free time to allocate, right? Besides maybe some family responsibilities and such. But as a kid, like you gotta go to school. You got like hopefully a social life outside of Pokemon Go, right? That's always important to have and maintain. Yeah. Um, like there's a lot going on, like after school activities and stuff like that, and eventually, like hopefully, you know, high school, college, all that stuff. So. Um, Cause a lot, I feel like that's the disadvantage that younger kids have. But, um, but hey, if you can manage it and you can go to worlds and for Pokemon Go and travel and make a name for yourself this early on, like you know, embrace it. But um, I totally agree. I do think uh, the younger crowd is is we have a very talented younger crowd. I'll put it that way, um, which is cool. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was our Saturday night. <laughs> I, I mean, I uh, I felt great. You know, I was, um, uh, it was, it was good. You know, if at a certain point I was like, if I'm going to be up this late, I must just go for it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, and shout out to everyone that stayed, sticked around, stuck around or tuned into the stream as well. Cause I know it's pretty late for most people in the world. Um, so but yeah, I heard rumors of Kaiser taking power and apps between rounds. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Uh, you know, it was fun though too. Cause when, when uh, out between the rounds, I was able to catch up with some friends and stuff. CCO was one of the judges, and he used to be uh, a member of my team, Cool Cats, as well as someone I've known since 2019. 
uh, since we had in-person events, so it's cool to like catch up with mm-hmm. him, all that stuff too, and a bunch of other people. So, um, but yeah, again, shout out to Go See him for hosting it. That was a that was a fun one. Um, are we wait, ready for the big reveal on our our total catches? Yeah, man, go ahead. Okay, so so we so for context, last week, uh, myself and Speedy, um, we did a wager on on who had the total amount of catches at GoFest. Uh, and I think we started it, I think we started my first screenshot, because you arrived Friday night, so we did like midnight Saturday, right? Right when it hit Saturday, I yeah. took a screenshot. And then I took a screenshot right after Sunday midnight. Um, so just Saturday and Sunday were, were the days we're counting. Uh, yeah, exactly. What were your total catches? Let me see. I did the math. Hold on. It's in a different window here. I did the math real quick. Um, I'll send you my math while we're at it. All right. Well, I'll go first then. <laughs> I guess it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I wrote it down. Oh, no. Okay, you're, go good. you're good. Um, it's not the biggest number now to think about it, but I caught a total of 1,815 Pokemon. Ooh, nice. Okay. All right. So even, even in spite of that, I think you still beat me. I think I got. 14 something 1400 something oh okay all right yeah all right you could beat me by 400 all right so the the deal was you have to like you have to transfer all your pokemon right was was the way yeah is that what we agreed to i might i might go back and listen <laughs> yeah yeah i think so. it's fine just take for it. <laughs> 1399 rough okay 1399. okay i still still fairly close um, okay you're, work, you're so, working coaching session quite a bit too to be fair so well, you didn't you didn't quite like blow me out in terms of numbers, right? I feel like that was still achievable. So maybe we'll have to do another competition for Zigzagoon because I think we're going to go. Oh, hard I for like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's triple dust too. So yeah, exactly. So we got to go crazy. You know what? I I like where your head's at. That's quite the transition. Now that now that I think about it, um, unless you have anything oh, yeah. you want more you want to talk about for GoFest, but otherwise we can dive into that. No, man. I mean, GoFest was everything I expected and I can't wait for the next one. But yeah, I, mean, I did not even mean to set up that segue, but here we are. Here we are, you know, perfect <laughs> segue. We have Obstagoon Community Day coming up and it is on August 13th, which I believe is a Saturday, correct? Correct. Yeah, Saturday and it's starting at 11 a.m. local time to 2 p.m. And then I believe we have the community day bonus uh, that we've been having for the past community days with Starly in Dino and from 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. to 7 p.m. And what will be happening is Lanoon, Galarian Lanoon will be appearing in four-star raids. And once you finish the four-star raids, Zigzagoons will begin appearing in a 200 uh, or 300-meter radius around the gym hosted the raid for 30 minutes for all. So mm-hmm. well, we can talk about that more because it's, it's still like two weeks away. But uh, do we want to do total catches between the 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. hour? I feel like that's probably best, right? We don't need to go like 11 to 7 p.m., right? Yeah, because then then it just comes down to whoever like you know parked at a gym cluster and you're just farming, you know? Yeah, yeah. So and, I mean, I'm in L.A. too, so this, you're going to be at a disadvantage. I feel like, <laughs> so. uh, dude. When you talked about the pier, I was like, man, I remember watching YouTubers at, uh-huh. at, the, at the pier. Like, it's so nuts. But yeah, let's do the 11 to 2. Okay. That way we can right. condense it and just have a big rush. Yes, yes. I like that. Um, but so for those that don't are not aware of it, uh, it will be a three hour incense and lures, 
three times catch Stardust. That's huge. Two huge. times catch candy. Always nice. Two times chance to get candy XL from catching Zigzagoon. That's a big one, too. Master League, Obstagoon, eh. It's okay. It could be a fun one. If you get locked into a, a Larian or Giratina, that could be good. <laughs> but in Ultra League, uh, like Obstagoon's already really bulky. But if you get an XL Obstagoon for Ultra League, ooh, that thing is going to be a monster. You know, you have to watch out for charms and counter users. But outside of that, it wins so many neutral matchups just due to its bulk. And counter such a good move. Yeah. Of course, you get the ex exclusive move Obstruct. Um, which has the chance to, what was it, buff your defense uh, and lower your opponent's defense? Was that correct? Yeah, I believe so. Let me double check. So, um, so that'll be yeah, it. increases. Sorry, increases user's defense and lowers the opponent's. You're right. Yeah, so we've never seen anything like that. 100% chance to upgrade your defense and lower your opponent's defense. Dude, mm -hmm. you're going to come into a bulky obstacle when you have that <laughs> locked into a Kofa. Like, it's, it's not oh, going to be a Luckily, it's just a defense, though, because high defense Obscoon running into, like, a Toxicroak, it's still not going to be a good time for the Obscoon. You might get extra farm, but who knows? Maybe yeah. four-stage defense buff, like, you might it might take a while. So, um, mm -hmm. it's a super cool move. Uh, definitely good to see how it implicates for competitive stuff. But definitely a good one for PvPers to have, right? To see it now one where it buffs you and debuffs your opponent, that's the first uh, of its kind uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you get additional special trade as well, all that stuff, five, five photo bombs, and of course, it's gonna be shiny. It's a nice looking, <laughs> nice. A little red, white, and blue uh, action too. Um, but there's also a group bonus, and this is a cool one that they recently updated. So before, when you catch a lot of zigzagoons or community spawns, starlies or dinos, whatever, around uh, lures or stops, um, I think it's stops that are lured. Uh, mm. you'll be spawning little noons around it, right? Or the second stage evolution. So for, for Dino Community Day, it was a bunch of um, Zwilas. And I remember we're in Ohio. There were tons of Zwilas everywhere because oh, yeah. we're on like three stops well, in the area. You were casting, so you didn't get to see as much. But I was like in the back. <laughs> I'm catching everything here. Um, yeah. But now, instead of that, it's changing. They're not going to be spawning in the noon. Instead, it's going to be the three times Stardust will instead be four times Stardust um, around the stops. So, I, I don't know. I kind of like that better because it's easier to catch Zigzagoons, in my opinion, than the noons or any second stage evolution. And you still get extra yeah. dust for it. So, I actually, I actually really like this. I don't think anyone even proposed that. But I do like that Niantic thought about it quickly and created that new bonus. Um, so, that's a quick yeah. update to the recent um, the noon. Or Zigzagoon Community Day. That's going to be a big one. Yeah, I think this is cool. And and I know that, you know, we talk about the dust, we talk about the resources and the PvP stuff, but you can actually get the Obstagoon pose as well, which seems kind of cool, kind of random. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's an interesting pose. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. I personally don't use poses, so I don't care too much. But do you, what pose do you use usually? Yeah, so right now uh, I have one of the GBL poses, the one where uh, your your elbows are against your sides and you're doing like peace signs with your fingers. I forget what season that was. Mm -hmm. It's uh, that's one I'm rocking right now. That's, that was probably like two or three. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, but I think 
I mean, Obscune is really cool. Obstruct is the signature move for it from the main series games. So it's cool to see some of these signature moves get added to the Pokemon. And then it's also called the blocking Pokemon in its Pokedex entry. So I think that's why it has its arms crossed because it's, you know, defensive. It's kind of defends against a lot of oncoming attacks. But yeah, I, th- I think that with a Stuffle Community Day, Drain Punch was kind of similar, right, in concept. Not exactly like Obstruct, but Drain Punch was really lackluster on Beware. I mean, that thing was, like, terrible. I, I played, like, two battles in Ultra League with Ultra League Beware, and I landed a couple of those, and I was just thinking, man, what is going on? This does no damage. It doesn't benefit me. This move sucks. So I just changed it to Superpower. So hopefully, because Obstacoon already has really good moves, like Night Slash, Hyper Beam, Cross Chop, hopefully Obstruct is better than Beware's Community, community Day move. Yeah, hopefully. Too. Yeah, I mean, Beware, uh, I've used it before, and I actually got rid of Drain Punch because it's so bad. Uh, you're better off running oh, Superpower yeah. with um, Stomp or something else or Payback, right? Um, it's actually yeah. a really interesting Pokemon, but unfortunately, the community day move is a little lackluster, but they might change it um, down the road. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be a good one, too. I know there's a lot of Obscune fans out there, and they're going to love this one for sure. Um, I will mm-hmm. say my team that I use in Seattle was super weak to Obscune. I luckily only faced <laughs> one, and I was able to play around it a little bit, but I only had one thing that beat it, which was Alone Nine Tails. So um, that was, that there you was, go. But. Yeah, uh, I would say anyone that's looking to compete in open show six, let's see how good this move is. But maybe my team is not the best in the current meta, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got that coming up. We got a lot of other August events coming up too. Have you have you gone for a walk recently, Speedy? Maybe, maybe a 15-minute <laughs> walk? Yeah, I think a 15-minute daily walk might be a good idea. Uh, definitely, you know, a reason to get out and get engaged, especially if you've got spawns that could be anything you've ever encountered or maybe something you haven't yet encountered. And if you haven't figured it out already, we're kind of like beating around the bush here. We're talking about the new daily 15 minute adventure incense, which is actually pioneered by somebody that we both met. And we both, you know, I'd like to call him a friend. I think Michael Sternaka is really, really cool. So, or Sternaka. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's cool to see this come to fruition, but I think it's making a lot of people frustrated too because the Galarian birds are hard to catch. Yeah, before we talk about the birds real quick, this is something, sure. uh, the, the spawn thing is really interesting because I noticed this, one of my friends posted on Twitter, she caught a Bullaby. Like it was on her thing. And I was like, Whoa. and there's a lot of memes out there where people are showing pictures like they caught like a shiny Mewtwo and a Kyogre and all this stuff, right? So there's some meme Twitter posts of like what they got on their daily adventure in sense. And I messaged her. I was like, "Are you are you trolling? Like, you actually got a?" <laughs> I was confused. I was like, "Maybe she hashed it while walking and shows up on the page, right? Something like that." Like, you didn't actually catch a wild bobby, did you? Right. Like, I did and she showed me her journal and that she says like caught, right? It wasn't hatched. It's like, whoa, what? Nice. I didn't. This is the first time ever hearing a bobby in the wild, right? Obviously from mm-hmm. distance, but still, like we've never had that before. Like, do people know this? This is, this is wild. And then some people are saying, yeah, I caught a rock rough from it as well. And some people are saying, oh, it's something, anything you've seen is eligible. But then someone else was like, no, like, my wife caught this and she's never even seen this Pokemon before. It was a new registration, uh, new deck. So, so it's a really cool feature because you get, I mean, catching a wild Volby, that's great. I mean, you get, before you had to just trade for really good IVs. I mean, they're super rare. So there's a good chance you don't get a good one either. But, um, mm. But yeah, really, really cool feature. But yes, like you said, there's the Galarian birds, right? The Galarian Zapdos, Articuno, Moltres. 
And this is the only way you get them at the moment. And they're, it's very luck-based. So if luck is on your side, you may see encounter one when you're doing your daily 15-minute walk. And you have to walk. I think I saw some people yeah. on Twitter say, like, you know, they try doing it without walking and they're not getting anything. <laughs> you know, you have to be on, on the move. <laughs> you can't just do this at home. Uh, but it's, it's actually a really cool feature because I think it gets people walking and out and about. It's for free. It's daily. It's only 15 minutes, so you don't have to, you know, go on for, like, hours and hours. Yeah. Um, but the, the the downside is, from what I hear, there's a ninety percent flea rate from these legendary, from these Galarian legendary birds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and fun when you're waiting all day to get one, and then it just flees on you on the. You you get I think you get one one catch attempt. If it doesn't catch on the first ball, you it flees. Yeah. Um. So I saw. Uh. Going to your point about random spawns, I think the Volibee is really, really awesome. Uh. Really, you know, surprising Rockruff as well. There was one kind of meme that I saw that was unintentional, where somebody posted a screenshot of their daily catches from this 15 minute incense, and one of the Pokemon they caught was a Dedenne, and they wrote on their tweet like, "Another daily incense, nothing good here." And then Ryan Swag found the post. And if you know Ryan Swag, you know he's the biggest Dedenne fan. He saw this post and he said, nothing good. And like a crying Dedenne. So Ryan Swag got dunked on a little bit there and it wasn't even intentional, right? But uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's really hilarious. I've seen actually, I think I saw it on Twitter. I think I saw one bird come out of a Pokeball and stay for one more. So it might be more than one Pokeball, but that's like, like you said, 90% flea rate. That's, you know, I don't know how, how many divisions you have to do to get down to that percentage chance. Yeah, it may be. Well, if I ever get one, I'm gonna record it and see what happens. There you go. And maybe check out my check out my budding TikTok for the results. <laughs> do I remember TikTok? <laughs> I remember back in 2016, uh, I was living uh, with a buddy and my brother, and my buddy was like, "Man." you know, Pokemon Go had just come out. He was like, man, could you imagine if a Zapdos was on the nearby and like the footprints were only two instead of three and we could run and get it? Like how awesome would that be? And now, you know, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yep. No, it, it, it really is. But maybe not as great as everyone imagined it with the flea raids, but it's cool. Right. though. It's a cool concept. Um, and I think, again, Zapdos seems to be uh, reigning supreme here in terms of out of the birds, at least PvP purposes. Um, I think it's what counter close combat free bird and ancient power pretty solid all a bunch yeah. of moves but um yeah mm-hmm. yeah the birds the birds typically seem to have a pretty solid fast move I think one of them has psycho cut Zapdos has counter and they typically have ancient power plus you know what we call a nuke move like brave bird uh, close combat overheat something like that so it's not a bad move set if I'm being honest and uh you know fighting flying Zapdos is pretty pretty awesome yeah. Yeah, no, it is. So we'll see. You haven't encountered one yet, right? No, I have not, but I'm going to keep working on it. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Uh, I had a lackluster day yesterday, but I think I was, my, my data was a little spotty, so I caught a total of eight Pokemon. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, but... Um, nice, man. Anyway, my bad. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so we have that, and we have a bunch of August events as well, too. Um, so a lot of things going on in August. It's actually going to be Galarian Stumpfist, which is going to be the breakthrough reward for August, which is not too bad. I mean, they're still they're spawning the wild now, and like we've had many iterations, but I'll take it over like I don't know. I think we had like Larvitar or something weird like a 
few iterations ago or like Shinx. Like I'll take it over that. Right. Yeah. Um, we had, we had Lickitung last month and now we have this this month. So I think we're on the upswing, I would say. We are. I still miss the old days of the box Lugias and stuff like that. I mean, those are quite rare. <laughs> and I, I do apologize to a lot of people out there that are looking for them. I think I snagged a total of like five or six of them myself. So, um, wow, hoarding, hoarding yeah, Lugias. I, I, when I say five or six, I've actually, I counted the other day. I have a total of six, I think, Lugias under 1,500. So I have more than six that I snagged, but only six went wow. under 1,500, and I have two that are shadow. So, so I have, I can well, have eight Lugias for, for Great League. <laughs> well, Caleb, I mean, you know who the real Lugia master is, though, right? Who? We were actually with them this past weekend. Wait, who's the real Lugia master? The real, true Lugia master. I'm talking, I'm talking the one person that I know who has a hundo, a oh, shundo, yes. and a hundo shadow. Dude, HM London, man, this is... Yes. This, Here's the thing. I don't think London has even unlocked the Apex Shadow Lugia yet. And if he gets the Apex Hundo Lugia as well, I'm about to lose <laughs> my mind. But part of me is also rooting for that because that's just like the odds of that is just so astronomically low that it's just – I can't even wrap my head around it. Um, but he hasn't gotten right. it yet because he, he, I think he was waiting for a better rocket uh, thing to do. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for him, but also very jealous. <laughs> um, oh, I will. I go fast. I post on Twitter too, but um, yeah. Uh, I don't have a hundo Lugia. I didn't have a hundo Ho either. But Ho was the one I was really aiming for because it's more relevant in Master League, in my opinion, these days. Sure. And mm -hmm. it's got Sneaker Fire. It's got Incinerate. It's got Earthquake. Like it's got everything. Um, so super strong, even against a lot of the water types too, because uh, it has a lot of coverage. I've been going mm -hmm. for the Ho for the longest time. And I, we, we talked about this back in Ohio as well. We did a lucky trade, our lucky trade there. And I think yours was like lucky trade number 59. And it was like a 98%, right, for the whole. Yeah. So still working on it, right? That's a lot of lucky trades. And then <laughs> first day um, in Seattle, uh, our friend Jangles was there. He gives me a, uh, a shiny Lugia. Or a ho, sorry, a shiny ho. I was like, you don't do a shiny hoe. It's like, it's fine. He's like, I want, he get, I, he only asked for a tapu blue. I was like, so it was a pretty good trade for me. I was like, I don't, like, you don't have to go all shiny. I'm not going to give you anything that valuable. He's like, that's okay. Like, if you get a shundo, I want, I want my name to be on it, right? Like, I want me to be the one to give it to you. I was like, okay. Sure. I think I got a 12, 12, 12. <laughs> you know, like, the probably the lowest possible, over 13, 13, 13 on the hoe. Yeah. So, but I filmed it. I was, I brought my vlogging cameras. I filmed it. I was like, oh, it'd be great if we get a reaction on this. No dice. Uh, day two rolls around Friday morning. I'm at the coaching area and, uh, my friend Howard Garwan comes by. I was like, Oh, we're lucky friends. He's like, Oh, okay. And like, let's do a trade. I was like, what do you want? And he's like, uh, do you have a purified female Nidoran? I was like, I have a purified female, female Nidorina if that works. He's like, yeah, I just uh -huh. want to like, you know, just like a, maybe a hundo for, uh, for, you know, some spice and some, some metas or a candle cup or something. So I give him, I, was, I offer that and he offers me a shiny hoe. I was like, you don't have to do a shiny hoe. Like, this is, it's just a purified new arena. He's like, it's okay. I don't really care about shinies. And I was like, okay. Yeah, of course. Trades it to me, right? I'm like, I'm not going to record or anything like this. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be trade number 61. Trade number 61. We get the Shundo Holo from it, which is Dude. my first Shundo legendary. I only have three Shundos in total. One is a Why Not that I hatched a while ago, and one was a Shinx I caught on a community day. That was it. And this is my third one, the most relevant one. 
and I got and I wasn't recording. I literally had my vlog camera in my hand. I just wasn't recording. I was like, it's not gonna be it, right? Like, there's no way. It's it's like this number <laughs> one. Like, I haven't gotten it yet. Like, it's not gonna yeah. happen. And I was so bummed because then I had to pull up my camera after and be like, dude, I just got the Shundo Hope. I didn't record it and all this stuff. Uh, dude. It was such a great way to kick off GoFest. I also met up with Fleece King later at GoFest, and I was telling mm-hmm. him the story. I was like, he's like, anything good you find? I was like, well, nothing particularly on the spawns, but I did get a pretty sweet trade, right? I was like, I've done 60 of these lucky trades already. Nothing happened. He's like, dude, that's like my white whale wherever. He's like, yeah. I don't even have one. I was like, you don't have a shundo? He's like, no, I don't have a hundo ho. That's crazy <laughs> to me. This this man's probably done over a thousand ho raids and bunch of and way more than sixty lucky trades than me probably. And yeah. even he doesn't have a hundo ho. That's that's actually kind of wild. So you know, I guess I got the fleece team beat in at least something in life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which it, which but, is a feat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, oh hopefully he gets his shundo as well too someday. Um, cause he, he definitely deserves it. I didn't, I didn't work. I, I mean, I, tr- I worked a little bit for it, but I didn't do nearly as many raids and probably not nearly as many trades. Um, yeah. What what the listeners don't know is, is you're telling the story this way, but I actually overheard your conversation. And when he said that, you just looked at him, you said, get good fleece. <laughs> that's, that's what you said. Right. Right. Yeah. Something along those lines, you know, we'll, we'll, it's, uh, it's, it's between me and fleece and maybe speak. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, no, but fleece King was really cool to meet too. And uh, he flew all the way from Australia to go to Seattle. So it was, it was cool to see um, him there. Um, yeah, he was really cool. Definitely like, you know, very warm greeting. He's like, yo, what's up, man? It's good to see you. I won't try to do the accent cause I'll butcher it, but, uh, meeting him, meeting, uh, rocket Claire as well. Also from Australia. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was quite the tangent from Glare and Stumpfus in our research breakthrough boxes, but here we are. Glare <laughs> research. <laughs> the research breakthrough. Uh, we have some interesting raids coming too. We have Palkia July 31st until August 10th. Could be shiny yep. as well. I mean, I still need a hundred of that, so I'm down. Uh, we got we got Genesect. <laughs> Genesect. Nice. The Ice Drive. Uh, August 10th to 18th. You can't Get your raid passes ready. I don't ready. I mean, you can't trade for these, so I don't want to say don't rate them, but I also yeah. don't want to say don't go too hard, right? Um, <laughs> this is my thoughts. And this is a big one. August 18th to August 31st, we got Zacian, or I think it's pronounced Zacian, actually, because that's how Gabby Snyder pronounces it, and I assume Gabby mm-hmm. Snyder knows more than me. Well, Gabby Snyder definitely knows more than me, especially when it comes to Pokemon. So, so I'll recorrect myself. We have Zacian and Zamazenta, the two... These are the true dogs, right? I know people call yeah. like, like uh, Entei, Raikou, and uh, Suicune the legendary dogs, like by Saint John. I was like, they're not dogs. Two of them are cats. One of them's like a lion, <laughs> and one's a tiger. Like how? Like maybe Suicune so... might be some type of like dog kind of breed or canine breed, but but you but what? Like how you, you can't disrespect cats like that? Those are two cat from two big cat families. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I think that was a distinction too. Like I used to call them the legendary dogs, but they're le- the legendary beasts because they're inspired by, you know, lions, but also dogs, but also, you know, other mythical creatures. So yeah, like you, you're right on the money. <laughs> but, but these, but these are dogs, yeah. Yeah, these are 100% dogs. And I actually did a lucky trade for uh, Zashian. And you're right. I think the way Gabby taught us was she said you wouldn't, you would never say, uh, so the other one is Zamazetsu. You would never say Zamazetsu. Like you would say Zacian, you would, it's, it's the same a for both. 
Zazashian Zamazetsu. Zamazetsa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we can see, as you all can tell, Zionic was not great at pronouncing stuff, and Speedy's Chief is maybe on the same levels. We're all still learning. On We're learning, <laughs> yeah. Pokemon is hard. Pokemon is hard, yeah. There's a lot of Pokemon to learn. Um, but anyway, both of these really solid, especially the Zacian in Master League. Zamazenta, I just had a lot of fun with. I did a double dog line in Master League Open once, <laughs> nice. and it was it was uh, Melmetal with the the Zacian and the Zamazenta, and uh, Zamazenta to close Zacian as a safe swap. And I think I mean you could be Giratinus with it, uh, you mm-hmm. be all the deals with it with that close combat. Like it was, and it's just it has the same stat product as Zacian. It just has different typing. But so you're just as bulky as Zacian, which is quite nice. It was so much fun to play. I think I went on like a ten and zero streak with it, um, and I was above twenty five hundred Elo, by the way. So you know, for anyone that's questioning, it was it was against legitimate uh-huh. top tier players, right? I would say not uh-huh. legitimate, just experienced top player players. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, but I, I will say if you're going to prioritize one over the other, I'd go for the Zacian. Zacian is okay, but uh, I wouldn't. It's it's. Maybe not the easiest to use, but it's pretty good. It actually sims really well on Peepoke. It's actually ranked yeah. really high on Peepoke. And a lot of people were like, nah, it's just not that good, right? And I dropped a video on it, and they were like, whoa. Like, all right. Maybe KO's mm-hmm. on something. I do know when I was in Germany, I did Lucky Trade with Tho. He won a Zamazenta because he was like, I saw your video. I want to try to make it work, too. I was like, all right. Oh, okay, okay. I got really lucky. I got the hundo of the Zamazenta when I was raiding it the first time around. And then I got a hun- lucky hundo from, from Zashin during Lucky Trade. So I oh, dude, that's so awesome. Dude, I know, man. Yeah, mine was a 15, 15, 14, but I think it's good enough. Oh, that's really know. good, yeah. For the Zashin? Zashin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you already invest, powered up or no? No, I haven't powered it up, but I oh. sent over some rare candies to get it to uh, double moved into to level 40, but I haven't made it level 50 yet. I still need okay. to do a lot of raids. Gotcha. So we'll be we'll be on that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Send those okay. invites. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we got, we got a, uh, we got raid hour of Palkia, two raid hours of Genesect, one raid hour of Zashin, one raid hour of Samsetta. So it should be a fun month. And we have a Bomb of Snow, uh, Slowbro, uh, Amphros as a Mega Raids, and another one from August tenth to eighteenth. But it's TBD. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at this graphic. I can't tell. Oh, there's no, there's no. I was like, there's some shadows on the graph from Ghost Stadium, but it's actually just like plants or something in the background. I thought it was like maybe the Pokemon shadow. You know, like who's that Pokemon? Right. Like, I was reading I was reading some comments uh, on Twitter as well. And of course, you know, data miners are notoriously unreliable. Sometimes things are added to the code and then taken out. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. added and changed. Uh, but the rumor, the rumor is that it's Mega Scizor. Ooh, that could be interesting. Yeah. Another seal type too. Honestly, like a lot of these megas, like even if they're not useful for Master League, it's cool to have, so, especially the ones with dual typings. It's really nice because one, make sure you're evolving your megas daily if possible, or or yeah. at least whenever it's free to evolve them, just so you could bump up the mega evolution. It is a huge, like um. I don't know if it's called life hack, but I feel like it's a life hack for Pogo. You get so many more extra candies and XLs when you have a Mega Evolve mm-hmm. events. And like I talked to some, like this is not me, but I talked to some very hardcore grinders for the game, and they said they'll get like over 150 XLs from a spotlight hour, which is like more than enough to finish pretty much whatever you need. Like imagine if Sableye spotlight hour, you get over 150 XLs from just catching. Then you have probably over 100 Sableyes 
to transfer or to trade over to people and get guaranteed XLs right now for trades, dude, that's that's it. I mean, you're pretty much you're pretty much golden, right, on the bookmark. So yeah, exactly. It's it, it, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say it's it's a really fast way to bump up the candy, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. I feel like with the the addition of XLs. Uh, there have been some balance issues in terms of getting XL candies, you know, spending a lot of money to get legendary Pokemon, or even like you said, farming, you know, regular Pokemon for the XLs for level 50. And I feel like these balance changes are much needed and mega Pokemon are a huge aspect of that. If you look at mega Slowbro, typically you'd say, ah, you know, it's not that strong. It doesn't really do a lot of things for me, but it's typing, you know, it's a psychic water, if I recall correctly. And that Overlap with typing is really good for a lot of events, uh, especially, you know, Pokemon like you can get Beldum, but also Pokemon like uh, Mudkip with that kind of coverage. So when you're getting your mega evolutions all lined up, like Caleb said, you're doing your evolutions, just try to evolve a wide array and then pay attention to the cooldown. For example, if you're seven days out from a community day, maybe don't evolve your mega Gyarados, right? Right before Obstagoon Day, maybe save that because otherwise you have to spend some energy and if you can't raid it, you can't get any more mega energy to evolve it again. So I think some of these Pokemon may be a little bit undervalued like competitively. Maybe they're not the best megas, but they have other utility, which is great. Yeah. No, absolutely. You're you're completely right too. And uh, you know, I I kind of wish they had more of certain typings because I currently don't have any that evolve for fighting. The only one we have is low punny, but I didn't yeah. do low punny raids because I didn't really <laughs> like punny. right. And I'm twenty uh, energy short, and I just can't get that twenty. So my apologies, yeah. low punny. Once you're back in raids, I'm a I'm a radio bunch, or at least like one enough for at least to mega evolve the ones. Because some people are like. Well, once you mega evolve it, once you can walk it for more mega candies, and I'm like, mm, yeah, true, I, I guess I can't evolve it once. <laughs> like, I, I don't have enough <laughs> to evolve the first time, so I'm still stuck. Right? It reminds me of when I was playing a Zelda game back in the day. I was just like, couldn't get out of the stage. I was like stuck because uh, I didn't have an item, and the only way to get the item was somewhere else. But, oh, anyway. dude, me too. Was it in the tree with the web that you're trying to get through? Tree in the web? Maybe it was on the yeah, game with color. Is that the same? Okay, one? okay. Another yeah, I remember game. playing. I remember playing Zelda and I, I got it. I know people that play Zelda are going to cringe really hard, but I got into this one area of like this gigantic tree and there was this spider web below me and I was trying to figure out how to burn it with fire, but I couldn't figure out how to get through. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mean to go on a tangent, but yeah. Oh no, it's okay. We've already been on a thousand tangents at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just rage quit too after a certain point because I just couldn't do it. But um, yeah, I might yeah. just been dumb too and couldn't figure it out. Uh, that being said, um, yeah, so we got some cool stuff uh, on the horizon. And here's another thing about Mega Evolutions that I was just too dumb to not notice when the announcement came out. The a night the night before GoFest, uh, or before I, I started flying over to GoFest, I'm on a call with some friends, um, and the, I think they're just playing Pokemon Unite. I'm not even playing. I'm just watching them, right? And I'm like, oh, I got a bunch of Mega Pidgeot candy, a Pidgey candy, mm -hmm. a bunch of Mega Weagle, Weedle candy. And so I might, so I'm just going to rotate back and forth. So I'll evolve on Pidgeot, get rid of the Mega Evolution, involve a Beedrill, and go back and forth until I get stage three of the Mega Evolution. Because uh, I was thinking Pidgeot is going to be a really good one because you had Snorlax at GoFest, you had Togetix, yeah. you had, um, oh, those are two big ones, right, for XL candies. I was yeah. like, I'll have that Mega Evolve the whole time I'm at GoFest. And I, I was like, I need to evolve 20 more times to get stage three for the Pidgeot. And about the same amount for Beatrice. I go back and forth about like 10, 15 minutes. 
And I checked the progress. I was like, why is it taking so long? I checked. I'm like, how am I still 20 ev evolutions away? I just evolved like 20, 30 times right now. What the heck? And so I messaged. So I'm on a call with my friends. And I asked my friends. I was like, I was like yo, what's going on? And my friend Dijon was like, you what? You just evolved it a bunch right now? I was like, yeah. He's like, Caleb, you can only bump up the mega evolution stage by one once per day. I was like, what? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying to you, everyone listening, right? If you're if you're like me and you're behind on the times, did you know the speedy? By the way, I'm just curious. Yeah, there's a cooldown, right? And well, if no, you no, if no, you no, don't, you could spend extra candies to to cut off the cooldown, right? To be yeah. like, oh, I want to involve it. And I was like, I have over a thousand something Pidgeot candies. No big deal. I'll just spend the extra candies just like so evolve it again, right? That's what I did. But I didn't realize that even if you spend, you cut down the cooldown, you still have to. You still can only do it once per day, like like in terms of leveling up your thing. You can still put it back into mega form, but yeah. it won't bump the mega level. And that's what you need to get. You need to bump the mega level up enough so you get to stage three, which is the maximum stage. Oh man, rip! So, so you spent a lot of energy all at once then. I did a couple hundred probably for Beachville and Pidgeot, but it's fine though because I have plenty of those. I always do those power course with like power Pokemon ten times to. Uh, to get like twenty five, like beach, like Pidgeot candy or something like that. Beedrill can just pop out of Mega can just or Mega Energy just pop out gyms for some reason. I still don't understand why, but um, yeah, maybe it's, it's a like free gift. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so for those that are listening, if you have, if you didn't know that, now you know. <laughs> no. But it's 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 a really it's a really great uh tool to have and utilize in Pokemon Go. Like just check like every day or every few days if you don't want to spend extra candies to evolve them because like slowly bumping yeah. up all those different typings it just helps you maximize and who knows we're at level 50 right now i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a level 60 in pokemon go in a couple years or so. that's my prediction oh man no Caleb, no I'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying but think about that how expensive is it going to be to power up these things now right you're gonna there's gonna maybe be like double xl candy how do you get double xl candy maybe trent you convert Three XL candies in or a hundred oh, XL candies, no. into it, right? Like you, you got you always got to prepare for the next grind. You know, that's what I always tell people. I still lucky like on friendship stuff, even though I'm way past the maximum experience. <laughs> I was like, you never know, right? You never know. So, man, you know, you know, one of the first people that uh, predicted the forty to fifty level up experience. We're actually we're it's it's a mutual friend of ours. Uh, who? It's actually Lyndon. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, because a lot of people were talking about the XP, you know, like how much XP is it going to take to get to level 50, you know, because everyone was still in that fixed mindset that XP was the driver. Yeah. And I remember talking to him and he was saying he would really appreciate it if some of the tasks were tied to actually in-game mechanics, like catches, like evolutions, like purifications, that kind of stuff. And he set all this months before that, that 10 stage 40 to 50 evolution, you know, data came out. I was really surprised, right? So if we're looking for, for a profit, right? <laughs> Somebody to tell us about 50 to 60, maybe Lyndon's our guy. Dude, Lyndon's a smart <laughs> man. Uh, also yes. one of my teammates too. One, a really underrated battler too. One of uh, one of the best, I think, especially in Great League. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's spot on then. Uh, I, I anticipate something like that, which is why one of my biggest flexes is I have a 0-50-15 Azumarill save from like april of 2020 
like before they even drop any announcements on level 50 because like maybe this would be good if they ever do level 50 and it turned out to be the rank one as <laughs> so oh, nice. uh, so yeah so you know it was always good to have a little foresight so anyway long story short is grind those xl candies you might be like i already got 500 xl zixigun candies why do i need to evolve a pidgeot or a houndoom on community day like, you never know what do they got mm-hmm. what do they got uh yeah what if they got level 60 off skin but to be honest, that's probably not going to be super useful because you already max out the 2500 at Nultra League. But yeah. it's always going to prepare. You never know these mechanics. But It'll be better in Master League. There's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be until it faces a level 60 Kyogre. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Everyone else gets stronger too, right? Yeah, Rising yeah. Tide lifts all boats. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um. But, you know, we'll see. Spotlight hours for August. We have some uh, interesting ones. We have Hisuian, Hisuian Boltorb, which, uh, I, honestly, I kind of like. I'll talk more about that when we get to our GPL stuff. But I, I've been using some of that. Uh, two times Dust for catching. Always nice on August 2nd. August 9th, we got Nidoran Female. Two times XP for catching. Pretty solid, I think. It's always good to catch X, XLs for these for Ultra League if you don't have it. And then we got Joltik, two times candies for catching. If you don't have your XL Joltik for Ultra League, you definitely want the Hundo for that one. And we got Nidoran Mail, uh, two times candy for transferring. Kind of glad you could just spend all your time transferring because you don't really need this one that much. But I did make yeah. a Shadow Nidorino for Great League once, and I tried. It was super expensive. It just cost me over half a million Stardust because it was XL'd. And <laughs> I used it for Cancel Cup, and there's a reason why there's no YouTube video on it. That's awesome. <laughs> August 30th, there's Pydove, which is two times XP for evolving, which is honestly very fitting because there's a 12 candies to evolve this thing. So um, so I might just catch a bunch of massive. Like I said, I still, I'm still weird. I still massive evolve on eggs. So <laughs> No, it's okay. Uh, so for me, the... On that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for me, the big ones are uh, the Voltorb, right? On August 2nd, I think two times dust. And then uh, 11 days later, we get Obstagoon, right? So don't spend all your Ultra Balls right then. Uh, and the, the next one is Joltik because I have a 15-15-14 a Lucky uh, Galvantula that I use in Ultra League. But still, Joltik plus catch, catch Candy for a Pokemon that's relatively rare, I think that's a really good spotlight as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, Galvantia and Ultra League is definitely a fun one, too. Um, uh-huh. There's a lot of things I beat it these days with Nidoqueen Queen and Flaring Sumpfist, but uh, it's still... Spider still could be good. Um, mm-hmm. We have a few events, too. We have GoFest Sapporo in Japan, August 5th to 7th. I believe Japan's borders are still closed, so it'll just be more just for uh, our Japanese players or people in Japan, but that'll be a good time for them, hopefully. Uh, August 27th, we have the GoFest finale. I don't know what's about to happen there, but hopefully it's a big finale. And then we have some bug out events on the 10th to the 16th. And we have Pokemon World Championship the 18th to the 23rd as well. So that's going to be a good time. Excited to see some top tier battles uh, there. And hopefully, if anyone loves me out there, you'll bring a Bastion onto your team and make me proud. <laughs> well, I think it's important. Out there you know anyone listening king ivy you know cindy maybe bird power doom bug rise you know a bunch of people i know our our world's competitors are are in the thick of their preparation as well right trying to get scrims trying to get everything together uh so that's a definitely very intense time but if yeah if they find bastard on good in scrims maybe they'll bring it Uh, i wanted to make the distinction as well that there is 
the tournament, obviously in London, right? Like it's been announced. We know about that. We know about Thursday, Friday, Saturday for Pokemon Go. Uh, the distinction I want to make is that this is actually an in-game worldwide event that's tied to two worlds, right? It goes until I think it's like Tuesday of the following week until the 23rd. So this is a this is an event where you can play no matter where you are and you can still get involved in worlds in a special way. And I don't know all the details on it, but I'm very hopeful it's going to be uh, competitively, um, you know, I, I would say constructive, right? There might be Pokemon that are really useful in PvP might be showing up, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah that'll be that, that'll be a good one for sure uh, definitely excited to see all that I, lo- I love that they're trying to tie that in right into the competitive yeah. stuff because pokemon worlds and all the competitive stuff is technically hosted by play pokemon and the pokemon company not hosted by niantic but they obviously mm-hmm. have a lot of partnerships with niantic and work a lot with their staff and everything so it's cool to see that collaboration and pokemon go embracing all of that as well too because it is their game right that they're they're showcasing so uh, it would be a good one. But yeah, that was all the August events to our knowledge. Uh, we have a packed month. I mean, it's great. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're still on GBL season 11 too. Uh, the, uh, the last time we recorded, I was four ELO away from Legend. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm about to go live in about an hour or so, right, Speedy? So watch out. Watch out for that tweet the next morning. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you. There was no tweet the next morning. Yeah, I was relieved. <laughs> yeah, you were probably scrolling through like maybe he forgot to tag me or something. No, it was it was bad. So <laughs> I I go into my first matchup with Flying Cup, and here's the problem: Flying Cup, there was just no one playing it. Right? I love the cup so much, but it's, it's so hard to find cues, especially that high up in Elo. I lose the first one. I had a misread on the team line. I should have been able to beat it, but I misread it, um, and I couldn't find battles. So Part of me, and I was streaming to my patrons. I was like, I feel bad because people are just up late or up early or wherever they're in the world watching yeah. me. And sitting there just talking about all this stuff. I'm like, I just need to win three battles maybe, but we'll see. Nothing happens. So I was like, you know what? You know, it'd be kind of cool to run, maybe win, hit Legend with Shadow Panette. Why not give that a try? So I run my Shadow Panette line. Uh, it's already a tough line to play because Shadow Panette can tank a total of maybe one Poison Fang at full health and that's <laughs> It, right resisted maybe from non-shadow no queen shadow no queen is questionable right but um but the problem is i also ran into the most hard counter teams i ran to first team they i swapped shadow panette they swapped in shadow like a non-shadow jpeon which is even worse because uh because the crunch will still one shot you but your moves don't one shot them and they just outpace you second yeah. game i think i ran into umbreon i think third game i ran to like i don't know something bad too it was, it was something that hard counter i like literally lost lead and say swap every time i'm like dude this is brutal man so i'm down oh and four right on my first set so i was like and then like my page like just play something meta and try it. i was like all right i'll play some deoxys defense like wall ring whatever and the problem is i don't have any experience playing this in the season so like i didn't i wasn't as refreshed on the matchups and the micro plays i should be making so i loot that one as well and i go oh and five <laughs> it's my first set Oh no! I was like, "Oh, this is brutal." I was four points away. I go back in a flying cup, and I end up going like three two or something. And I went oh five again. And I go three two again. I'm like, I'm like in the dumps. I'm like twenty, not in the dumps, right? But I'm I dropped a lot. I dropped almost two hundred. I was at twenty eight hundred, like thirteen or something, to end the day. 
it should end the set. I was like, I'm not even doing my fifth set. I'm gonna bank it. Like I, I don't, I don't got the energy for this. Mm. So I save my set for for the next day. And so I have six sets, and this was on I believe Wednesday. Wednesday was the day, and they had a league changeover. It was Little Remix Cup. So I got six sets. I'll see what we can do. I leave for GoFest tomorrow, so I'm gonna just do all the sets here, right? I will probably won't be yeah. able to play too much GoFest. And I start off. I was using Why Not and a Drifloon and a Shadow Nose Pass. I had a rank 36 Little Cup Shadow Nose Pass save for <laughs> God knows what reason, but luckily it came in handy, so I made that. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Dude, why do you have this stuff saved?" Like all my patients, like, "We don't even have this stuff." I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm just a hoarder." Like, I <laughs> up here. And I, I end up going positive in, I think, every single set. And I end up hitting 3,000 ELO legend on the very last set on the dot. I was like 29.50 something. And I was 4-0 going into my last match. And I went to TZ Spence, right, who you know. Um, he's yeah. uh, part of Pacer and everything. And I was like, this is going to be a tough one because I know he's good. And he, he didn't hit Legend either, so he wasn't trolling. And unfortunately, I made a bad read on the back line, and uh, he beat me. And I was like, shoot, 4-1? and one? I don't know. I need like about like almost 50 points here. We'll see. And I got it. On the dot, I was like, yes, I don't Whoa. have to worry about it. I don't have to make no Ultra League Fortress. I don't have the candies for. And I get to see Speedy use Bastion on stream sometimes. So you let me know. You let me know when you want to do it, Speedy. I'll, I'll hop in your voice call. I'll... I'll if you need some coaching, I, I got you, right? I'll coach you through the Bastia. Right? Some Bastia coaching. Bastia. You mean it's more than just, okay, tap, 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 tap. Hey, I will say this. It's a little sneak peek for people. Uh, you know how I, I when I won that Go Stadium, or yeah, the Go Stadium tournament at Go Fest, one yeah. of the prizes was I get a Go Stadium jersey. And in the back uh, of the jersey, I, I write, they have like, you customize it with your name on it. So, when JR Honda sent me the link, I looked at the template and it said nickname on the first line and then real name on the second line. The problem for me is my nickname and real name is the same thing, right? I'm not going to put Caleb Payne, Caleb Payne. That'd be just like comical, right? <laughs> I do. And then so JR Honda was like, oh, I put like JR Honda on my, and I put like hashtag build the community on the second line. So I was like, okay, it doesn't have to be like exactly two names. So it's I like a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. So I put Caleb Payne as the first line. What what do you think I take a guess? What do you think I put as the second line for mine? Um, Bastidon is a high skill Pokemon. <laughs> it's close. It's oh, close. I didn't get it. Okay, no, I put um, I believe I put the Bastion Master as the second one. Ah, so, uh, okay, close. Cool. So, you know, you you get you get the privilege of being coached by the Bastion Master on your stream. I think. Uh, oh man, go, what an honor! Yeah, what's the next time Great Leagues around? Open Great League. I think it comes. Doesn't it come back? Is it currently available? Uh, no, no, no it's we've got. Yeah, it's currently, we've got um, Sinnoh Cup. We got Sinnoh or Hisuian Cup, which is pretty much Sinnoh <laughs> Cup. Uh, it's a weird name for it. And then um, we have Master League as well. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. oh, next week, yeah, August, August third to the tenth, we have Great League and Elmen Cup. Okay, that's right. Next week. Okay, you let me know. You let me know when you're ready. Dude, uh, I can I'm even run Basti in, in Sinnoh. I mean, his sweet cup. Oh, true. It's I eligible. It's just, it's just super meta. It's actually really good there. All yeah, right, I you know. plan a stream time out. Let me know when. I'll see if I can make it. I'll hop in. If you are if you don't mind, I'll hop in voice and I'll watch your battles and 
and and and guide you through the Bastion ways. Yeah, you're right. Dude, yeah, of I course. Guess. We got two full weeks of Bastion eligibility. Come on now. Let's go. Oh my god. No, Jack can Jack can watch me mauled. I used to have a redemption on my channel for sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty channel points <laughs> to run to run Grasshole for the entire day, but I took okay. it off. I will not make you run Grasshole. How about that? All right, I'll make you okay, run something. Fair. Fun. I'll make you run something fun. We'll we'll team build. We'll think of something good. It's gonna be it's gonna be. Uh, I've never I've never. Oh, I, okay. I was gonna say I never run Grasshole. Although I, we keep like t- stop talking about GoFest, but going back to it. At GoFest, I don't know if you were there for this. PV Poke, Kakuna Matata, right? Creator PV Poke, also known yeah. as Matthew, also known as Empoleon Dynamite. I don't know why he has like 10 different names. That's actually kind of wild, but I, I like it, right? He's, he's cool. <laughs> so I'll give it to him. Um, he was at GoFest. And it was, it was funny, too, because I talked to him. I was like, do people recognize you? Because you're wearing like a mask and a safari hat, and also your face is not anywhere on the website. Obviously, he streams, and his personal Twitter has a photo of him, but most people follow yeah. Poke's Twitter or goes to website. So like, do people recognize you when they see you? Or did, like, and some some people that are super involved in PV community will recognize him, right? Because they know him, but or they see him stream. But I think a lot of people that walk around use his website every day don't even know they're walking by the creator of one of the best websites for PV. But right. met up with him, and I was there on Sunday, the last day of GoFest, and I didn't have a workshop that day. But I was like, I'll just stop by if anyone wants to battle me, challenge me, have fun. Like, let's let's hang out. And so, so he stopped by, and he's like, "Hey, why don't we battle?" I was like, "All right, I'm down, right?" And I've I'm, I've been friends with Poke for many years, and let me say, I battle against Poke in tournaments, and this dude is no joke. Like, I yeah. lost against him in Ferocious Cup. It, it was a Sylph meta. He had a single move Niddle Queen with Earthquake. <laughs> he had a non legacy Raichu, so it didn't have it had Spark. It didn't have Thundershock. And Thundershock was what we wanted back then. It didn't have Voltage wasn't a thing back then, and you, we didn't have Elite TM, so you couldn't get rid of you couldn't get legacy moves. He had he didn't have a Last Resort Umbreon, so the man used a Lolan Raticate, which I don't even know if it was double. So the cards were all stacked in my favor. I had a good team. I had everything, all the exclusive moves, all the legacy moves, etc. I think the dude just three O's me. Like <laughs> with, with I was like. He, I think he even told me his Nidal Queen single move. So I knew there's no way, and this is before Poison Fang existed, but there's other yeah. shorter moves like Earth Power and other things, right? Uh, like less energy intensive moves. I knew there was no way he was baiting me. He was throwing Earthquake every time, and I still lost against this guy. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Anyway, Poke, like I said, is no joke. Regardless of mm-hmm. if you don't see him on the leaderboards or not, um, he's very talented. What were we going to say? I was just going to mention, uh, he also likes to run his favorite Pokemon a lot. And I think that's also a testament to skill. Like, I think he did the battle arena with Flygon, Empoleon, and Beedrill or something else. Like, totally random stuff. So when you try to read his comps, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I, I think that throws people off. Well, you got to see it coming, too, because he did bring the Flygon to me as well. Uh, Flygon, I'm not as sure about. His One of his usernames is Empoleon Dynamite. So Empoleon makes sense. And the other one's Kakuna <laughs> Matata. So the Beedrill makes sense. I mean, if this man's beating me with a Kakuna, I'm just going to retire, right? But he bought a right. Beedrill. So I was like, yeah, let's do best of three, you know, blind three style. Maybe someone said GPL style or whatever, but that'll come into picture a little bit later on why that's relevant. So we battle. Of course, I bring Bastion to game one, right? And I lose. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, all right. All right, got my back against the wall here. Game two. I was like, man, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, I'm pretty bad. How come I don't see a Kakuna from you, right? You gotta stick to your brand, right? I'm like, I need a little uh, handy. Uh, 
I expected though he'd probably bring Beedrill. So I bring my own Shadow Beedrill into game two. And so we had a little Beedrill on Beedrill action because he, he brought Shadow Beedrill into game two. I went game two barely. So we're going to game three. And here I'm thinking, this is a creator of PV Poke. The website that simulates and knows all the matchups, which means this man also knows all the matchups pretty well off the back of his hand. Yeah. So I need to do something that's going to throw this guy off that he's never going to see coming. I need to bring something that he can't prepare for that his website will not prepare people for. So okay. I brought... Uh, it's a, I don't typically run these kind of teams, but got to do what I got to do, right? I brought Shadow Victory Bell in the lead. I brought my Bastion in the back. And I brought my other Bastion as the third. No, double Basti. No way. It'll be in my vlog, but it was so funny. So I brought double Bastion. I say swap the non-XL one, right? Of course. Uh, I got to say the XL <laughs> one. So, so yeah. So, but the problem is I ran into a Como O in the lead. Um, no. So that, that's kind of brutal because it beats all three. But if you wear down the Como O enough, it was fine. I, I think I caught a Dragon Tail uh, or Dragon Claw on my first Bastion. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then I, you know, shielded the close combat and did some stuff. But he had a Como O, he had a Shadow Lone Marowak, and uh, I think a Shadow Wall Rain in the back or regular Wall Rain. Dude. So my Bastion's clean house afterward. And, uh, that's uh, that's how you know I bested PV Poke. I did kind of cheat though because we did say GBL rules and you can't duplicate species. But sometimes you got to play well, a little simulation like master. The Sims weren't the Sims weren't ready for that. Exactly, you gotta you gotta take them off by surprise. So, um, <laughs> so he thought it was funny though, and uh, he was a great sport about it. So, so anyway, we can't do that unfortunately on your stream for GPL, but we'll make something work. You know, maybe we'll do yeah. a little shadow nose pass. You know, rock your shout nose pass action or something. But oh man, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Either way, it'll be fun. I think once we decide, we should you know announce it on the podcast and then yeah, yeah, we'll announce it. We'll have people tune in, and um, we'll maybe we'll get you to legend with Bastion. I mean, you'll never forget Bastion after that. You know, once Bastion oh, gets you to legend once, it's it's going to be a treasure memory. It got me to legend. I, I don't know. Times. I mean, what, what does that do to my reputation? You know, is that good? Is that bad? I got mixed feelings. Uh, you know, I gotta sp I gotta spread the uh, spread the propaganda somehow. Um, okay. I think I think I've hit Legend with Bastion at least four times actually. If you count rank ten, wow. I hit it four times. I think season one, I did it another season with um, yeah, I did it in my Mew line. I did I don't know. I, it's I've been at least four times. Yeah, with Bastion, which is kind of wild. Wow, nice. So yeah, there's that. But um, so we got time. So that that is the bets, um, but we do have Hisuian Cup and Masterly Cup right now. Have you been playing either of them? Yeah, I've been playing Hisuian. I keep making that joke about Sinnoh Cup, but essentially you can run the same Pokemon you ran in Sinnoh, and it's <laughs> very very little difference. <laughs> yep. I am running the Hisuian Electrode actually. I decided to run an ABA line, so I'm running Hisuian Electrode in the lead with a Crest and a Bassy on the back. And typically speaking, I just stay in Hisuian Electrode unless it's, I run to a Grass in the lead. Um, yeah, but nothing else really walls off his student electrode, which is kind of interesting. But um, well, yeah, if you we'll get shield advantage right with some wild charges, then then Cress and and Basti are just so bulky. Yeah, I almost have like a hundred percent lose rate against Frostlass leads, so because typically speaking, <laughs> Frostlass leads have two fighters or like a Mud Boy or something in the back, and yeah. unless I win switch there, like even if I get shield advantage, it's kind of tough. Um, sometimes I actually could win if I get shield advantage. The problem is I need to land one wild charge. 
the smart players will double shield the frost ass, and then I just like they pivot out right when I bring a bastion in, and my crest has just way too much work to do by itself. Um, mm-hmm. it's a little tough, but it's funny though because sometimes they I lead Gastrodon the lead into my Hisuian Electro. They swap out. I still have the crest in the back for it. So yeah, you can still grass knot later, which is nice. One of my favorite moments is I they had crest in the crest in a matchup. And I go to throw a move. I think they thought it was gonna be a wild charge, and they catch the move on their Gastrodon. It was an energy ball. <laughs> so, oh, dude. Uh, they, the screen, they didn't do anything on the screen for a solid five seconds, and they just the game just faded away and they top left it. <laughs> dude, yeah. I, I think that's like a career ending in, uh, injury right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what have you been running in the cup? Yeah, so I tried to um, I tried to do some Shadow uh, Bibarel. I'd really love to climb with Shadow Bib just because I think that's, you know, pretty hilarious to do but it does have some good matchups you know resisting everything from frostlass and drift blim and then you can water gun down you know steel types like a bastidon it's pretty fun and then uh you know you just have to cover you have to cover against fighting types but the two primary fighters in the cup are you know uh, lucario and toxicroak both weak to ground so it's very tempting to run bibarel with gastrodon but then if you come up against like the rare torterra you just get shredded mm, gotcha gotcha yeah, Torterra is um Yeah, there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of race relief first I've I've noticed too. Which is uh I've even seen Shadow Race Relief of Bomb of Snow. And oh dude, what a nasty tech. It actually it beats Crest and Two Shields because you just can't get to a third move. And Crest is super bulky, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't love the cup. I feel like it feels more RPS these days than before. And that's come from someone that used Bastion, but uh, <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But we'll see. I wish they added more Hisuian eligible Pokemon. I think not all of them are eligible, right? Yeah, not all of them. And that would have shaken things up a bit. But then again, the meta, the established meta is so strong. Think about Gastrodon from Sinnoh Cup versus, you know, the Hisuian Growlithe or the Quillfish, you know, that's like pretty tough. Imagine an Incineroar. Man, that hard wall, that Frostlass, you know, that'd be kind of a Yeah. Problem. I searched for Incineroar yesterday because I was, you know, just trying to see what I could bring. And I was I was really disappointed when I couldn't select it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, actually, speaking of things you can't select, a uh, funny story. When I was playing uh, Little Remix mm-hmm. uh, last week, I ran into a Rangaroo. I was like, what? Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I was like, what? Why is, why is this eligible? It's Pokemon that could evolve. I was like, to my knowledge, a Rangaroo doesn't evolve. <laughs> like, and I was, I was like, how did? But also, like, how did people even know to bring a Rangaroo? Like, how would you even know to search that? It was crazy. But they they yeah. made a double move, five hundred CP a Rangaroo. Um, I was Dude. so thrown off. Yeah, it was, it was comical, but also very weird. Anyway, yeah, slipped through the cracks. Uh, so, uh, what's your Elo at, by the way, right now? Oh, dude, I'm in the pits. I like oh. haven't really moved. I haven't really played too much either. I'm right around 2,500 still. Okay, okay. Pits. All right, well, Bastion's here to save you. All right, I got you. I got okay, you. F- fair enough. Um, <laughs> we have, uh, moving away from Pogo here, Pokemon Unite. Just a quick little update. We got Buzzwool coming. We got Buzzwool coming to Pokemon Go. We got Buzzwool coming to Pokemon Unite. It's dropping August 3rd. And that thing, it looks like a beat. It looks like a WWE wrestler in the game. It, it doesn't like yeah. it feels weird because like everything else is like you know we got like a little espion a little sylveon pikachu chilling right charizard's like still like you know it's menacing but still just charizard but then you got this guy just like suplexing people on the middle of the map and just throwing them against the walls and everything 
I'm like, whoa, what is going on? It looks like yeah. a different game. It looks like a modded version, but it looks cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then when you play it in Pokemon Go as well, it constantly like turns back to the trainer and flexes. Oh, yes, it's it does. Def- it does. Yeah. It throws a move too. I'm like, man, Neil's just flexing on me, like literally flexing on me with this buzzwool against my Trevenant. Dude, just <laughs> yeah, that thing was taken off. It's a really cool, yeah. really cool character sign though. I like it. I like the personality. I like the personality aspect of it. Like you said, it doesn't feel like it fits, but it is its own unique Pokemon. This is probably a question for another day, but I wanted to ask you, when do you feel like they've added too many Pokemon to Pokemon Unite? Um, or will they ever? I, I like that they add more. Um, it, it's because, well, it's, it's a really, it's a really cool, easy concept for them as a game creator, because for other like MOBAs and you know these kind of games like League of Legends or Dota, um, they have to create new character designs every time, right? They have to start from scratch because there's nothing to base off of. But Pokemon Unite, you, you got hundreds of Pokemon to choose from. You could just you could just slowly like add them in, right? And you have un, you, not unlimited content, but you have content to come for years, easy. Yeah. And I think the long term, I hope they find they do this eventually is they add so many Pokemon into Pokemon Unite that there's just so much more eligibility, like, playable Pokemon. Because right now, like, if you make one too strong, then it's just not fun, right? But if they balance yeah. all these characters out, then you get to a point where you can play a bunch of different things. It's not just going to be one Pokemon in the jungle, and that's it. It's not going to be this one support that everyone plays. You can play a duff, bunch of different supports, a bunch of different top laners, a bunch of different junglers and carries. And that makes it so much more interesting because then you don't just see mirror matchups all day long, right? And yeah, a lot true. of competitive MOBAs, I think all of them actually, the ones that are big esports ones outside Pokemon Unite, when they go to these tournaments, they actually, and, and even rank play, they do draft style. So let's say me and you go against each other, um, and you're drafting for your team, I'm drafting my team. You could, ba- I think it's like there's, you could ban two Pokemon on each, like for all players, and then you draft so we don't have overlapping ones. And that makes yeah. that adds a level of strategy around the game that's super cool and unique. It makes it way more fun to play. Because if you just see like you know a Cinderace or a Cinderace every time, like eh, it is what it is. Like it's cool to like, out, like outplay another person playing the same character as you. But at the same time, like it's cool just to see variety. And I think mm-hmm. long term, they add enough Pokemon, they can start doing that, which would be really cool. So that's my hope, at least with the game. But I don't know how you feel about that. No, no, I agree. I think it is really cool. And we did see a lot of like condensed meta, right? You'd have a certain team composition and everyone would run that same team composition. And it was easy to tell as well when you were paired against a good team because they would run, you know, a certain formula and you'd be able to kind of deduce what they're trying to do. But like you said, I think the constant balance updates that Pokemon Unite does, they definitely listen to feedback. They address bugs really quickly and they try to, you know, make everything viable because you want to play with your favorite Pokemon. You don't want to be forced into playing Cinderace if you're in solo queue because you have to hard carry every game, right? You want to be able to play other stuff too. So I agree with you. I think it's good. I think my my biggest thing is like uh, you have to gain, you know, the the AOS coins and, and buy the new Pokemon that come in. And, you know, it feels like after a while when you want to buy so many, there's a barrier to entry. But then again, you don't have to buy all of them. Just buy the ones you want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the game for the most part, they do a lot of great ways to allow you to get these characters for free or over time. So mm-hmm. it's not really pay to win, uh, to be honest. But if you want skins, you want, you know, skins are just like different cosmetics for the Pokemon, then 
you yeah. can spend some money there. But that's cool, right? I mean, if you want to, I mean, I, I, I like that business model because from a competitive aspect, you don't have to spend money for it. But if you want to look mm-hmm. cool, you want to do stuff, you could buy money, which will support the company that's making the game you're playing, which, I mean, they got to make money somehow, right? So if that's how they're making money, I, I, I support that. You know, they have some pretty cool right. skins. So, um, but yeah. They're they're expensive though. I will say that <laughs> some of these kids, I'm like, oh, you're buying a whole video game right then and there. But I mean, the game I know is the the infamous Alola Nine Tails, man. Oh yeah, I forgot how much was that. It was like twenty five bucks, fifty bucks or something. That was yeah, about. it was. I think it was like forty bucks, forty dollars. Yes, I mean it was a very pretty, you know, cosmetic for Alola Nine Tails, but sure, I I didn't buy it myself personally. <laughs> Uh, Definitely. Anyway, as we're wrapping up, we got ourselves a late afternoon tea. Um, what's the tea? You want to introduce this one? Yeah. So we were talking about this earlier. Of course, we alluded to it. Um, w- one of our topics is related to the tea, and that is Obstagoon Community Day. If you guys remember, <laughs> this is actually crazy to think about. Back in May of 2021, there was uh, the release of Shiny Galarian Zigzagoon into raids. I know a lot of people raided this Pokemon, and just like we've seen with with Dino, uh, with um, you know, with you know even Dratini back in the day, people said, "Oh, it's a really rare Pokemon, but don't raid it because it's going to come to Community Day, or it'll be in a different event, or it'll be available some other way." But a lot of people paid a lot of money because that Colgate color-coded uh, Galarian Zigzagoon is pretty nice. So I, I just want to know what the viewers or the listeners think. Like, do you think all the money those people spent on these raids to get the shiny and now the community day is rolling around? Do you think that was a waste? Do you think they were foolish for doing it? Do you think it's fine because they got early access? I mean, what do you think, Caleb? I mean, do you think this was fair to these players or do you think fair doesn't matter and it's just a game? You know... Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to find this tweet that one of my friends, Diane, posted a little bit ago. But it's just, you got to see it coming, right? Like, we've been playing this game for many years. Obviously, if you're new to the game, it might be a little different. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's bound to happen, right? Because we've, we've been doing this forever. And they always eventually release the Shinies. Uh, almost always. And so she tweeted something. It was like a quote related to, um, related to, what was it? It was related to Shinies eventually being out. It was a Batman tweet. I'm going to try to find it while we keep talking about this. <laughs> okay. But, um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And I think if for those that spent a lot of money raiding Gibbles for Shinies back like two or three years ago for GoFest or whoever spent a lot of money on Axios as well, like, that's going to be in raids or that's going to be in community days as well. And if you want the early access, then go for the raids. I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a okay. It's a fine business model by Niantic at this point, because maybe the first few times we were pissed. They're like, what? I did all this. But at this point we've seen like three or four different examples of this. Like you can't be surprised. Right. So yeah, exactly. Um, but it's not like just because you got shiny later, your shine doesn't matter anymore. Um, so, okay. Here's the tweet. It's from Diane Pokemon. Uh, my friend Diane posted. She said, you either die trying to get the shiny or you live long enough to see it become a community day. <laughs> Which is so true. <laughs> Dude, uh, nice. So- uh, yeah, that's based off the quote, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, um, man. That's too good. But I, I mean, I get it. 
I just maybe this is my hot take. Unless mm. you're new to the game, I feel like like I feel like it's almost unreasonable to be upset at night about this. Maybe that's fighting words, but I feel like it's is it? I don't know. I mean, we see it coming, right? Like no one's surprised. Like you know. Okay, I, I will say this. Maybe something like a obscure. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's a little bit more surprising because they might not expect a whole community day for it. But it's eventually going to be spawning shiny in the wild or something, right? Like I don't think they could keep it behind like keep it behind eggs forever or raids. I, that's that's yeah. my that's my guess. Um, but well, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, well, if if you follow like car companies, for example. You know, you see like a really cool car come out. You're like, oh man, you know, this SUV looks amazing. You know, I want to get this for my, for my next car. And granted, like a car purchase is different, right? I'm just kind of making a comparison. But then the next year, they come out with a different SUV that has like tons of upgrades. It's like really, really cool. And you're just kind of kicking yourself like, man, I spent, you know, this money on this car and I really wish I could trade it in. But now I'm stuck with this car for the time being. And do I buy another car? You know, like it, it kind of puts you in a tough position, but I feel like the upgrades will continue to come. And like you said, you can kind of anticipate when new models are coming or when new Pokemon are coming and going to be released. So I think kind of looking ahead is definitely key, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really raid the Galarian Zigzagoon. I didn't really raid uh, Heracross either when the shiny came out, but at the same time, I understand like some people are pretty frustrated, but I don't know. It doesn't bother me too much because, uh, you know, we all get our, our minty fresh Colgate uh, zigzagoons here in a couple weeks. Yeah. So if you ever have trouble remembering, you know, what to do in these situations, just think of Diane's tweet, right? It's going to come eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so you, exactly. people can spend their money and the resources however they want to. I ain't want to judge, you know. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're, if you're mad about it, oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You're mad about, but I will say, too, uh, a little little life hack as well is anytime they have these events see if there's other ways to get it i remember specifically for galarian zigzagoon there were they were also in the different research like quest lines like like just random research tasks if you did like a raid or something you can encounter one so i instead just i think i maybe raided one or two but for the most part i just collected three of those tasks every time did a raid collected the zigzagoons and then went from there I didn't get ever get a shiny because I just wasn't able to do that many quests and I, I just probably just didn't get lucky. But that was another way to get it. So anytime they have mm-hmm. that, like, hey, it's a it's a little cheaper route if you want to save on rate passes too. Um, but still still able to get shinies from that. So that's my little tip. They obviously that varies by the Pokemon, right? So we'll see. Like I think Axie was another one for GoFest. Yeah, you don't have to raid all the Axies, just catch the Axies you see in the wild, you know, if you want. Again, the rate the shiny chances are much lower for me because I'm doing less, right? But, uh, but that's <laughs> not, but anyway, uh, I think we covered quite a bit here. I'm glad that uh, I mean, I'm not glad that we don't have a guest, but I'm glad we had this episode just to ourselves to cover everything that's been going on, and we've of course rambled on quite a bit per usual. But if you're still <laughs> listening, we appreciate you, and appreciate you listening to my long, long story about Bastion usage as well. Yeah, no, I I had a great time. And like you said, there's a lot to cover. And I feel like this is a good distinction as well between this month and last month, because I think last month we were kind of struggling a bit at times. We're like, yeah, you know, there's this coming up, but it's not, you know, Staraptor is not really meta relevant or there's this event, but eh, it's just a normal raid boss. But August seems pretty packed full of good stuff, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah, there's almost too much going on here, which (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. I don't mind. But uh, anyway, 
So thank you all for listening. Uh, again, if you have any feedback, just let us know. But uh, we'll we'll post this episode is a little bit later than usual. Apologies, but hopefully. Uh, we may or may not get a guest for next one. Let's just see how our guest is feeling. Uh, but there are some big news dropping maybe in the next coming days. So stay tuned on Twitter uh, or online. I think um, what, I've been, what, what I would say is you don't know what we're talking about right now, but you'll know once you see it. You'll know, you'll know what we're talking about once you see it, I think. So, yeah, that will be really exactly. exciting. Anyway, hope you have a good one. And we'll catch you all in episode number 60. Number 60, we're just nine away from the magic number. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for the the internet people, yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, you're too young to understand. So anyway, we'll catch you all later. Have a good one. See you soon.